HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Welcome to Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate and Andy. That's weird. Michael's busy. When do you think the last time it's just been you and me? It's been a while, but I think it was like that. Uh, we did that recreational land podcast. It's been a long time. So it's been a um, hot minute. Yeah. If, if that was back in like April. If you're here, it's usually all three of us. Right. And, uh. It's usually not just you and me, so I, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Like, what do keep, we do? Keep them to yourself. <laughs> do, do keep we just, them to yourself. Do we talk? How's this work? <laughs> How's a podcast? What's up, dude? No, it's a late living night. Living the dream. Which, it is. Late I don't know night, why keeps we keep saying that every damn show, and we record every show late. So yeah. I don't know why we. It's our we after keep saying that. after hour job. Once yeah. your second, third, whatever job, it yeah runs late. Second, second dinner. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they say there. Um. Today's show is, is decently long because it's a really good story. We've got a Tales of the Chase episode. Yep. we got a guy that Andy uh, kind of knows from childhood. Yeah. We um, grew up, you know, next town over, and he was a few years younger than me, but, uh, you know, small town, play sports and everything else, you mm-hmm. know know them. Uh, our parents, I think, went to school together way back in the day. But uh, good dude, and whenever something um, like this happens locally, you know about it and hear about it. So yeah, so uh, our guest today is Jake Coolin. Yep. Um, Jake killed a monster. No other way to explain it. Whale of a deer. Uh, a whale of a deer, and uh, you know, I mean, we want to do. We love Tales of the Chase episodes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. And I, I really want to be one of those shows that doesn't just feature the giant deer on those, yeah. uh, which we've done. We've done a good job of, you know, not every. This is a giant deer with a cool story and experience. Too. And and a, a normal person, I guess you would say. Yeah. You know, like uh, not a, a professional hunter, right. not, not somebody that's um, able to, like, uh, think that they would kill something of that size, I guess. Well, he talks about, I mean, he took some licks during the bow season and kept on you know persevering and pushing and yeah so uh that's that's what we got jake comes on talks about the story of this uh this giant 200 plus inch deer um that he uh he was able to kill this year yeah uh, a couple weeks ago so he's still living the high life right now absolutely I'm, yeah yeah i don't i don't know when you'd come down from that one he's maybe not few, ever he's got a few years maybe not ever so let's uh let's jump into our sponsors real quick and then we'll get into the show with jake um, first off, we got Athlon Optics. You can say the the R word. Ridiculously good optics. Ridiculously good price. Yep. Um, we were just talking about that a little bit before. Yeah, we were. Um, the Argos and the Helos and mm-hmm. what we're going to run in our coyote guns versus daytime, uh, 
deer rifles. Yeah, I'm doing some rearranging of thought processes, and um, I have been shooting my six arc uh, this year so far, and I've got the Helos on it, mm-hmm. and it's just been nails. See, I got the Argos, I believe it is. I'm bad with with names, but I got the Me too, Argos. But I remember these ones. I got both two Argoses. One's a six by twenty four, six by twenty six, and the other one is the eight by thirty two. So I can see you from ten miles away. Yeah. Um, but check them out, athlonoptics.com. Find a dealer near you. If you cannot find one, get a hold of us. Yep, we, we can, can refer you some good dealers. You know, we don't have any skin in the game but we do have a few people we know that are dealers that we would recommend right um because athlon does not sell direct from their website they sell through a dealership network uh and they like to support their dealers that way so um check them out uh lifetime warranty no hassle warranty they had a thing on their um instagram page a few weeks ago of this dude that his barrel blew up when Mm -hmm. he shot his gun and it ruined his scope which has nothing to do with Athlon. They didn't do anything wrong. Right. New scope. Covered. Covered. That's awesome. That's awesome. And they're local. No they're out of warranty. Is it Overland Park? They're out Kansas? of the um, KCK area somewhere. Yeah. I can't remember exactly where. They're Kansas yep. City area. So they're local to us for sure. Right. And uh, the Midwest company. So check them out. Uh, Camo Fire. I'm not going to get on the app today. But yeah. um, get on the app. Check is. them out. Um, I'm sure there's some some decent deals right now towards the end of deer season mm-hmm. right now for a lot of folks. Deals of the day. Um, it is Wednesday, so you're probably not getting your trail cam Tuesday going on right now. But yeah. they do still have that actually. That's there. I'm telling not you, every it's a not thing. every Tuesday. It's a thing. But they still run trail cam Tuesday. He's trying to mess it up, but it is a thing. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have one of our contacts uh, at Camel Fire on here in the next couple of months, hopefully, yeah. uh, Marcus. Uh, to talk about he's had a hell of a year so it sounds like yeah so but. check them out camelfire.com download the app and black ovis sister company perfect time right now to be uh stocking up on your underlayers your base layers for your winter hunting they've got some new uh some new base layer legit stuff workups this for this year so yep. um check them out and then um I mean, just a little bit of everything. If if you are looking for something outdoor gear, they they probably have it. Yep. So check them out, blackovis.com. Use our code MWW10 for 10% off anything you buy there. Uh, Habitat Works, Dustin, great guy, really knowledgeable. Yep. We are excited to be working with him and uh, as looking deer, forward to yeah. doing some cool shows with him next year too. I think it's a good idea there, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, as deer season starts getting wrapped up, don't uh, don't put those projects on the back burner, on the back shelf. Reach out to Dustin, or you know, just keep working. You know, if you if you hunted this year, you weren't happy with how your you know your farm was. You want to do some improvements, whether it's trails, whether it's you know getting rid of some underbrush. Give Dustin a call. We can give you a consultation, and uh, don't take the next three months off. Right, a lot of people yeah. do. Give him a call eight one six seven five two seventy three ninety. Mention us when you do call, and you get fifteen percent off any service he may provide to you. Which one you want to go with next? Huntworth Gear. All right, Huntworth Gear. We're going to be doing a video soon of their uh, their heat boost line. Yes. Uh, so look for that on their YouTube page, which maybe not because it's going to be yeah. me It'd and be at minute. least one of you other two ugly mugs ugly. on it. But uh, we're going to do it. I love my heat boost stuff. I, we're going to be wearing it a lot here in the next few months mm-hmm. during coyote season. Uh, so check them out, huntworthgear.com. Use our code MWW15 for 15% off. They might be having a 
twenty percent sale going on right now. I can't say enough. Like oh, I'm Micah now. I can't say enough about. Can't it. say enough good things about their heat boost gloves. So Humworth, obviously, they started as a glove company. Mm-hmm. Their heat boost gloves are one of, some of the thinnest and warmest gloves. Uh, you know, whether you're working outside or shoveling snow this winter or whatever it is, you need a good pair of gloves. I'll one up Check you. out the gloves. I'll one up you. I hate wearing gloves, and I'll wear theirs. Yeah. That They're, should be their only ringing endorsement they need. They don't have bulk to them compared to, you know, go buy these big winter gloves. You can't function with them. Yeah, and that's my biggest complaint about gloves is they, they mess with my dexterity, and so I don't wear them. I'll yep. wear theirs. So check them out. Uh, Alps Outdoors, use our code WOODSWATER, all spelled out for 30% off. That's a huge discount, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a terrific company ran by some awesome people that love giving back, getting kids in the outdoors. Yep. Um they they stepped up big. I know we said it before, but then uh, that youth hunt, you know, for the youth, they stepped up big. All of our sponsors did. All of our big. sponsors did, but they are always um, just like anything to do with the kid. They're mm-hmm. like, what do you need? Yep. So they're a Missouri-based company as well, Missouri-based awesome. quality product. We you know run them for our elk hunting packs to our whitetail packs to. I was uh, running two of my packs. Alps packs today. Yeah, I took some cams Your cameras. Down. Yeah, and. Uh, I also had my hunting pack with me because my bow was with me just in case. Right. Because I learned that lesson before. And so I had a bunch of cameras in one bag and and then my hunting gear in the other. So check them out, alpsoutdoors.com. Lastly, Zamberland Boots. Definitely Uh, not least, though. No, definitely not. Um, Zamberlandusa.com. I don't know what to say. I mean, the Salates. They became those is I like mean, you and Micah's every damn day wear. They um, they became yeah. They have literally replaced my boots I wear around the farm. I mean, I wear them constantly. They're comfortable. They're I mean good support, uh, durable. I mean I put those through. I mean use them in grain bins, clean out grain bins, in and out of tractors. I've had some others. Won't name the brands of them, but I've worn them for a season. You start ripping out you know the sewing seams and different things. Not even a sign of wear on those yep. things. Oh, I'm with you. So um, I'm a I'm a believer too. I don't wear my salates for some reason near as much as you guys do. Um, all the time. But um, I really like my. It's a, it's crazy how much my Lynx boots mm-hmm. just skyrocketed on the amount I like them. I like them at first, really? but the Boa system I was not sold on. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't know if I like this Boa system. You know, blah blah blah. We went to Colorado, and those boots became the boots I preferred. Really? And um, I, I wore them again today. Like, when I go hunting, I wear those. Yeah. So, see those Crestus. I like that. And I wasn't sure about wearing taller boots. Uh, those, they're literally some of the lightest boots that they offer. But yeah, they have they're lighter than the like 11-inch boots have some of the most support, and I love them. And I do too, but it's just weird. Like that boa system's so nice for me now. Yeah, I literally slip my boot on, turn it, move. Hmm. It's it's just I like it. So uh, check them out. The point is, they have a bunch of options. ZamberlandUSA.com. Quality boots. That is the sponsors today. Thanks to them for uh, you know being sponsors of our show. Let's Got anything else, or you just want to get into this? I want to get into it. It is a long podcast and a lot of good. Uh, I want to say it's good information, but. Uh, it's a cool story. Let's do it. This is Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. You got it.
With us tonight, we got Jake Coolin. I'm glad I pronounced that right because in Thank my you. mind, Thank I had you. your name <laughs> pronounced a different way. I read it differently. He has the phonics written down here. Yep. Dashes and <laughs> when when I look at someone's name and I have it, you know, I say it to myself and I say it wrong. It's that way, and well, I'll say it wrong forever. When your name's Nathan Thomas, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty simple, real pretty basic, there. pretty basic. So with us today. Um, I'm also a little bit off my game because it's just me and Andy tonight, and that hasn't been that way for like nine months. Yeah, Mike never shows up. <laughs> Probably so, listening to KFKF. <laughs> so we got Jake Coolin. I've said that already once. Jake, what's up, man? Uh, it's it's going. It. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad the season's over, <laughs> but uh, I'm ready to get out there and deer hunt again. So. Such a shitty season for you. Yeah, it's been yeah. hard. It yeah. was terrible. T- terrible season. I'd like to restart. <laughs> Re- redo, redo, <laughs> redo. I, you know, in all truthfulness, I'm sure you would probably love to live that moment over again. Yeah. 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 God himself. Oh, I would. I, we haven't even inter- he hasn't we haven't even even introduced said himself, why yet. but yeah. God himself comes down and tells you you can have this opportunity again and relive it, but I can't guarantee he dies. Do you take it? Mm. Do you get a trust like you still have your own skill level here? <laughs> There's a I, lot I'm, of yeah, ifs I, then. I'm playing God here, okay? Well, I, don't, I need to know the rules you're playing by, God. I come down and I say, Jake, you can relive that day again. Exactly like it was. Some variables might change, though. I can't guarantee you're going to get them again. No, I'm not taking it. Shit, no, I'm not either. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. The opportunity I had was, was good. So. Yeah, so... Jake killed a Missouri beast sitting right here on this table. One of my favorite things about doing our show, we get to see this type of stuff. This might be one of the biggest deer I've actually put my hands physically on. Yeah, I've, I've now physically put my hands on two 200-inch deer as mm-hmm. because of our show. Yeah, I've actually had two 200-inch deer in my or in our studio. Yeah, They'll never be on this wall unless you want to store it here. <laughs> You're more, more than happy to keep it here for a hey, little bit. Hey, I don't know. We will put it right in center when we do our, our recordings for you, if you want. So, Jake, introduce yourself first before we get off into a yeah. far right field. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do for a living, and uh, what's your favorite thing about the Missouri outdoors. So, I am uh, Jake Cullen. I'm from Lexington, Missouri, born and raised there. Uh, Home of the Minutemen. Minutemen, that's right. Uh, I went to Northwest Missouri State uh, after high school, and uh, now I'm in ag business. Uh, I went to went to college for an ag business degree, and now I am in ag business full time. I work for Nutrient Ag Solutions out of Harrisonville. Uh, currently living in Liberty, Missouri, with wife and two kids. Um, grew up hunting uh, my whole life. Started, you know, probably seven, eight years old, yep. and and now I, uh, like I said, grew up in Lexington, hunted there a lot, and then mm-hmm. now I've pursued other areas. Uh, hunting northwest missouri through college it's pretty neat me and jake are a couple years apart in school i mean mm -hmm. we've kind of known of each other somewhat known each other when you grew up in lafayette county you know you know other kids from lafayette county you know everybody basically yeah Yeah. so it's kind of cool uh you know somebody local has some some major success yeah yep yeah and we've had you know we've had a really good success in lafayette county deer hunting um along with turkey (laughs) hunting and everything else I don't um, think it's a secret, man. Oh. Ray County, you know, we've done, we we hunt in Ray County too. And, you know, all these counties have big deer. It's just, you know, being able to find them and, and yep. outsmart them. Yep. That's the big deer get big for a reason. And it oh, comes down to outsmarting them. And that's tough to do. Yeah. That is, especially when they do what is looking in front of us. Uh, so for the listeners who um, 
haven't looked at the picture yet. Uh, Jake killed uh, this year a giant Missouri deer. Um, rough scored because he hasn't had it uh, officially scored yet. Somewhere around 208 inches, and I'm guessing that's going to go up based on our conversation before we talked. Yeah, I mean, how uh, I measured it, I think I conservative it's well, hard it had, to measure it has like so that many too. damn points that yeah. you don't know where to do all of your measurements yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh, so uh, we're not experts on it you're but. talking about let's just say a deer that's 200 plus um so you're talking about a huge deer right. and uh it's gonna be a fun story so let's kind of uh, get into um how, how many scoreable points did you count Total, 19 I mean, 19 scoreable mm-hmm. yeah roughly i think it was 100 and 110 inches of, of bone on the left side here, and his right side was about 80, 81 or 82 inches. Like, yeah. That's what I rough scored. It's pretty weak. So, pretty weak. <laughs> yeah, his right side is just well, and, and average. Actually, yeah. And this is, uh, you know, the, the the photo hopefully will do him justice, but they never do. Um, no, they don't. He brought the rack over here, and he's got on his left side where his G2, I guess you'd call those three, four, and five come out. It is at least four inches thick from the bottom of his beam to the top of his beam. You know, if you're looking at it, uh, like from the side where these are coming out, I just, yeah, he's got a lot of an mass on that side club. and yeah. he's got mass on that. On oh, sure. The opposite the, side too. Yeah. It's kind of almost palmated there. Yeah. Right. It's, it's an, and he's got blades on his G2s. He's a, he's a gorgeous deer, but so, um, you have a, a few year quest to, uh, after this deer too, which is cool. But before we get into the actual hunting kind of, to the listener, explain the lay of the land of the property you're hunting without giving out addresses and any yeah, so, really crazy stuff. But, you know, kind of what... If you could drop us an Onyx pen. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. We'll be there next week. Um, kind of what it looked like uh, so that the listener can kind of paint themselves a picture. So, basically, I'm hunting I'm hunting a big track. Uh, there's about 1,000 acres there in one track. Nice. Section and a half. The east half is row crop with timber, of course, with several different water sources, mm-hmm. creeks, streams, um, and then the west half is is more timber with some some pasture, rolling hills. I mean, it's okay. all this is real steep hill ground with huge timbers. I mean, we're talking sixty plus acre timbers uh, on this in this whole area. Right, right. different and patches of sixty yeah. plus acre timbers. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like Lafayette County, we don't have that. There's We've not, got, that's non-existent. There's not sixty yeah, acres of timber in one. Spot. But anywhere, probably. Uh, you would be challenged to find? Yeah. Maybe one or two off the top of my head in Lafayette County. Right. Difficult to find, that's for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, it's got road, you know, obviously gravel roads and, and main highways around it that get a lot of travel. But um, but that thousand acres is is solid land. Yep. Does it that's does nice. it allow you for multiple uh, direction access? No. That's the, that's the one issue I have is I can only access from the north. I got gotcha. you. Um, so a north wind, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, which north sucks about tough. this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A north wind is tough. Um, the south, the west, south, and east sides are all different owners that gotcha. that obviously hunt too. So, yeah, access is definitely not okay. gonna work there. <laughs> yeah. So a deer like him, um, was he? You knew him last year, and we'll we'll get into that story. Uh, a deer like him, was he living in a pretty good size area? Or had he shrunk his core? I'm guessing he's not young, or wasn't young. I know. Yeah. Has he shrunk his core to a pretty small area within that that acreage that you were that you were hunting? I would say out of the thousand acres, you know, he was consistently using 300 of it 
during you know the October mm-hmm. uh, after basically and hopefully after, that three hundred acres is right in the smack middle of where <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah. Kind, yeah kind of his pre rut type yes yeah that way yeah. nobody else knew he existed just that right there well and that's the funny thing um you know in velvet he wasn't staying on me on on my ground so he summered somewhere else yeah. a little more yep he summered yeah. somewhere else and you know I didn't expect that where he was at I didn't expect any of that but um. And that's frustrating from a hunter standpoint because you get so excited. You see something. Can in you velvet be, on imagine cameras. the person seeing that thing on velvet all year? And I didn't. Gone. I didn't have any velvet pictures of. Him. And then all of a sudden, gone. You're yeah. like, no. I didn't. I didn't know if he was still alive or not from last year. Yeah. Now the year before, had he been in velvet? No. That year either. No. So mm-hmm. you you kind of hoped that that same thing was going to repeat itself. Yeah. You know. You know. It, but it would have been nice to get like just one. Yeah. Oh, one fleeting picture. He's alive. Um, because you did start hunting him last year for sure. Yes. Um, yes, last year. Yep. And how, how did you have a guesstimate how old he was last year? I think last year he was four and a half. Uh, so going think- off going off trail camera pictures, um, which I can show you guys. I mean, they're he's a very very small body deer. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, for a mainframe twelve to carry that that much mass and bone on top of his head, it was. I mean, I know he was struggling. <laughs> to just, carry that because i mean his body muscles. was small i mean huh. he was very a small body deer which i didn't see him until his neck um, was jacked though yeah <laughs> i didn't Big see him muscle. last year until the end of the rut the first sighting and huh. um yeah he'd obviously lost some weight yeah um, was he mainframe 12 then yeah clean yeah. 12 clean 12 really yeah. probably 175 180 inch deer hmm. that's still a badass 12 yeah that that deer had he just had it at four I mean, year, he had the genetics. At four I mean, years old to be, genetics. you know, 175 yep. inches, you, you've you got it. Yeah. And then at five, obviously, to be 200 plus, it just is what it is. I mean, there some deer, like um, we were talking, um, me, you, and, uh, um, or not, I'm sorry, you weren't there last week. We were talking to Michael Hunsucker with uh, Heartland Bowhunter. Yep. And Ty was also there with us, Ty Easley. And he was talking about his dad hunting some of the deer. They've got some deer that are five, six years old that are only 120 to 130 inches, yeah. and they've got three-year-olds at 140, 150. Yeah. And I think They're just never going to be. It's the genetics. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if those deer don't have the genetics, then they need to be taken out early. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people, I think, well, you know, it wasn't a very big deal. Well, I try, and I, I mess up just like everybody else. I try to age my deer on the hoof, which is super hard. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if it's if it's a 130-inch, 120-inch eight-point or something, but it's a five-year-old eight. That's a good kill. I mean, for an eight-pointer, I mean that's a good deer. Right. For an eight-pointer, eight, I mean, it's hard have, to it, yeah. it's, it's hard to hit one forty as an eight-pointer. Right. Period. Yeah, it's it's difficult. But I mean, I'm saying from as far as it 120, 130. I mean, as far as an age standpoint, if you five and a half year old eight-point, that's probably as big as he's ever getting. At five years old, you're a mature deer. Right. You know, whether you're 120 or 208, you're a mature deer. It's just some factors, obviously, age and genetics. You know play into it um their diet you know do they get mm-hmm. a lot of good food do they not um are they in an area that got good mineral form i mean there's a lot of things that go into you know their their diet has a lot to do with how they yeah. end up looking too right but sometimes like andy's six seven i'm five seven i'm a mature male you know <laughs> i'm just never gonna get any bigger <laughs> that's completely debatable <laughs> But I think, hey, half a pack of Rolades is all you need, my friend. That's all in perspective. <laughs> it, it comes down to genetics on these deer. Yep. I mean, especially with the amount of hunters in Missouri. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've got a, a high-pressure system on, on deer hunters. 
we got orange vest on every corner of every property and in the middle of the rut yep yeah in the middle we, of the rut we don't do it before we don't do it after we put it right smack in the middle yep yeah and this year that army was strong was it's strong every did year damage <laughs> yeah because not only you know was it perfect timing for the rut we also had a cold snap the day before yep and i thought that when that friday hit that cold snap hit actually it was thursday night technically I was sitting in a tree that night as the the weather changed, and I thought, "Oh man, Saturday yeah. morning is going to be just crazy, mass murder." Very good, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it was because I mean the amount of pictures we were tagged in, and you know friends we saw that killed. I mean Andy killed one that morning. Just I, I was like, "Holy hell!" Of course, I was one of the four people in Missouri that didn't get it done. So, <laughs> anyways, um, so he was he was. I mean, that's a pretty decent size area. You know, yeah. 300 acres staying and there's, on. There are several big tracks up there mm-hmm. around me that, you know, there's probably only one or two guys hunting that big of big of tracks. Um, the track I'm hunting, there's more than there's more than just just me. Yeah. Um, almost double digits in, in that thousand acres. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, you go west of there and north, and there's just as big of tracks, but they're not near as many hunters. There mm-hmm. might be one or pressure. two guys. So a lot less pressure. Um, which is what is is what I like to find is the low pressure areas. Right. Um, that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna get bigger deer. In Lafayette County, it's gonna be tough. Oh, definitely. Oh man. Same way as Ray County. I mean, there's yeah. so many hunters. It's just um. Yeah. You're you're, you're not gonna beat 150 in these counties. Your best chance is you know link up with neighbors and try to get a quality deer management yep. program put together with each other, and that's hard because everybody has their own standards. Everybody has, you know, whether it's kids getting outdoors and, you know, you might have a little different stuff. So it's, that's hard yep. mm-hmm. when you don't have tracks that, that size, yeah, that size. And let's be honest, us, us as hunters, we don't like to share. No, you know, like, no, everybody Andy's wants my neighbor. Yep. I have pictures of this deer. I'm reluctant to share those pictures with him because it's my deer. Yep. This is my deer, which obviously it's not, but you know, that's how we feel. You get, you get attached. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you do get attached to deer. I mean, I mm-hmm. knew that deer for three years. I knew him, uh for at least two yep. you you get attached to to deer and uh well you don't like peep, if you're the one doing the work if you don't see your neighbor doing equivalent work and putting in the time they don't i'm not going technically share yeah in, in my mind them. technically they don't deserve it exactly i mean if they're that's not putting the time and the effort in then you know that's that's how i look at things now if i got somebody next to me doing the same stuff i'm doing putting the time putting the effort in working together yeah and we have the same philosophy i'll share yep yeah no, I agree. So, uh, okay, so he was on. So, you, you know, you got a good size track right there. I mean, which is uncommon in this state, obviously. We have a lot yeah. of, especially this county, right? We we got a lot of tracks. There are 100-acre farms, 60-acre farms, some bigger farms, obviously. Um, but I didn't have that track solely to myself either. Sure, you right. were sharing with right. other hunters. You know, there was, yeah. there was, you know, four other rifle hunters there opening weekend. Yeah. I was not one of them. I did not hunt their opening weekend. But yeah. you you were after him with the bow. Oh too, my right? god! You you were not there opening weekend. That no. had to be that'd be no, hell. I for wasn't you. there. I knew <laughs> you just. I knew I was just gonna wait. And you, it, you know, if they got him, you know, that's fine. So you you were your big like opening weekend. You did not want to get a text message. No, like you were just like please. I know, don't and I got it. I got text messages. Yeah. And they shot. <laughs> and every time you saw the notification, you're like, yeah, this, please don't be this picture. No, they shot. They shot. I I shot a, a nice ten pointer with my bow on that farm, and um. I don't know. It was like November sixth or something. Yeah. That's when I, I I took a nice ten pointer there, and I didn't have a whole lot of mature deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the ten pointer I shot was one of the few that I had. 
Um, but I knew after I shot my 10-pointer, then obviously mature deer started showing up. We had a cool cold front come right. through. And then um, some of the bigger mature deer I had history with from the year prior, they showed up mm. for rut. And I was like, well, those would be those are nice deer, you know. And if they're sure starting enough, to show up, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when uh, they took the other guys hunting on this farm. They took two of the other mature deer that were on this farm. Uh, one was a five and a half year old eight, uh, mainframe ten. He's probably mid one fifties, and then uh, another gentleman shot a nine pointer, probably upper forties. Yeah. Nice. Both, I mean, both, both great deer. deer. You know, both good deer. Well, and you had <clears throat> last year's experience, which let's get into two thousand twenty one. Um, you said you did not know of him until the end of the rut. Is that right? Yeah. Last year. Yeah. So little, no pictures of him. No. Nothing. No. So I. So. I, on this landowner i was hunting a different farm mm-hmm. i was actually hunting a 700 acre track okay to myself nice bow hunting and um the problem was is the way it laid access was only from the north <laughs> yeah. access was only from the north and all the bedding was south of me on the neighbor i mean i had bedding don't get me wrong but the neighbor had 200 acres of just grown up timber that yeah. nobody right. nobody hunted. it's hard to walk in from the north and so when i would try to hunt when i would want to go hunt it would be a south wind and you know big deer get big for, get big for a reason and they'd only come out on north wind days yeah. and i couldn't you know i couldn't couldn't hunt it um and, and so you, then you're going to, have to take a chance you almost get busted and try to yeah. side them and, and i actually did i did miss a uh, upper 150s 10 pointer on that farm yeah. yeah probably it was october 30th somewhere in there last year um the deer it was it had just got done raining and i'd slipped in there and he came in from behind me he must have been bedded between me and the pickup i don't know how but Anyways, he came in from behind me, and, and he saw me, and then he ended up circling around me, and I tried shooting him at 42 yards or something and yeah. did not connect. Um, and it was a chocolate horn buck, which I'd, I'd never shot one, so I was mm-hmm. I was really wanting to kill him. And and then that was, like I said, end of October, and then um, a week later or so, I was visiting with the landowner, and um, he, his, rifle, his, his guys that rifle on this farm were there, and um, they didn't want me bowing. So I had to actually pull all my stuff off that farm in November fifth or sixth last year, mm-hmm. and then oh, he's the like, "Seven hundred acre track, they didn't yeah. want you bow hunting." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so then I was like, "Well, what am I gonna do? Because I have nowhere, you know, I have I obviously have more ground to hunt, but I wanted to stay up close in to that home. area. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to stay closer home. And he's like, "Well, just go hunt behind the shop." And I was like, "Okay." So I went back there, and they drive they drive you know ATVs through the field and through the timber and stuff. Yeah. They've got, you know, truck paths and all that stuff. So I just followed the One day, I waited for it to be windy and whatnot, the mm-hmm. good conditions to get in there. It was like 65 and blowing 100. So I slipped in there, and, I mean, I found. You, you were really looking for wind more than anything. That yeah, day. just yeah. to help just cover you. Yeah, I was yeah. looking to access something right at, right at the beginning of the rut yeah. that I had no experience with. But I wanted to make sure it was the proper time to, to enter those enter that property because right. you were going to be scout hunting yeah, yeah i'm scouting and i could be walking right past you know a shooter a mature deer mm-hmm. and um anyways i went in there and i just walked one of the four-wheeler paths really and i found i don't know 15 different scrapes and rubs and there was a nice <laughs> cedar thicket right in the middle and i thought you know what well hell i think this, this is gonna be a spot out. right here this yeah. might this might be this might be this might be this might be, this might meant be meant to be yeah and so like, hey thanks for not letting yeah. me be yeah here during and rifle so season. Yeah. that's that day i hung uh four four trail cameras and i remember like it was yesterday it was a monday 
it was the Monday before rifle season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. So six days, yeah. Or yeah, it was it was a, it was five or six days before rifle season. Anyways, I took my I took my uh, climbing sticks in there. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of hanging hunting. Mm-hmm. And I took my climbing sticks into that farm. I hung those trail cameras, and I uh, I didn't carry my stand in. I just took the sticks in there, found a decent tree that I wanted to be in in the morning. And it was like I said, it was blowing. Hung your, hung your, it was hung blowing. Your sticks and... Yeah, I got my sticks in there. And um, there's a lot of shagbark hickories on this farm. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, they're not very fun to. That's no. not, yeah. They're not the ideal tree. They're when, not when, throwing when straps around sticks and yeah. <laughs> kick out because they don't bite. Yeah. 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 The bark breaks. The and pucker then, factor. Yeah. And so, anyways, I um, I hung that stand. The next morning, I went in there, hung that stand, carried it in, hung that stand, and I was there for 30 minutes maybe, and I was kind of overlooking this cedar thicket, and there was two bucks come through there. And one was a 120-inch deer, and this other one was probably 145. He was real wide, like 20 inches, 21 inches mm-hmm. wide. Real short tines, but real wide. Mm-hmm. And they kind of sparred and whatnot, and uh, I threw out a couple grunts and snort wheezes, and he didn't do anything. And he – the the 140 was all like bristled up like yeah. you know he was ready to fight and so he went over this little hill and that's when i rattled a little bit and he come over and i missed him at 16 yards oh, oh i shit. mean just just right underneath him i guess yeah. I, I have not found my arrow to this day <laughs> so i don't know where, where i hit um he ran off and you know i I waited a few hours and i thought well i surely hit him you know cause right i i haven't missed many deer in my time but mm-hmm. i have missed before and <laughs> it happens sure enough no blood, no nothing. And I, I mean, I walked for three hours yeah. looking, nothing. Yeah. And then two nights later, you know, he showed up on camera. And which, so, which does make you feel yes, better, right? Yes, made like, me feel, made me feel great. We had, unfortunately, I'm not going to tell, because I'll, I'll let him tell the story if he wants to, but we had an unfortunate situation last night with a good friend of ours. And we searched for several hours, just like, if I was a deer, what exit route would I take here? Yeah, where would I go? Trying to find like any blood, anything, yeah. anything. And, the best thing for him would be for that deer to show back up on camera yep. here soon. Yep. You know? Yep. But it, so that does make you feel better. You're like, all right, I didn't kill him. Well, that, those know. two misses under my belt in one year, which yeah. I've never had before. Then you're getting frustrated. <laughs> yeah, like, now what am I doing? Oh, at this point, at this point, I was, I was irate. I mean, I was mad and mad at myself. Surprised you didn't you know? just chuck the bow and be like, on to the next one. I wanted to because <laughs> well, it was a brand that's new. Pat. That's it was, Pat. Yeah. It was brand new Matthews. I'd never shot Matthews before. Uh huh. Oh a, man, that you that's hadn't not bought a good, in then. That wasn't a good start, was <laughs> it? Questioning decisions. No, so it was not now you're wearing the Matthews hat, so I think you're you must be back on the train, huh? Yeah, I had a I had an elite, and it was. I'd never missed deer with it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a good bow, but it was time for – I was outgrowing it. It's so hard going for something. Like, I had a bear, and I upgraded to a Matthews. Or I called it – I switched to a Matthews. Mm-hmm. And I still had so much trouble leaving that bear because I was so comfortable yep. with it. Yep. Yep. And to this day, I didn't sell it. I kept it. I'm yep. like, that is going to be my forever backup bow. If something happens, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this thing back out and restrung. Yeah, that's what – I had a I had a PSE for years and shot a lot of deer with it and then i went to that um elite and it was a heavier bow but yeah. I, I i shot well i shot well with it uh yeah. not and i don't practice a lot i don't i mean i don't shoot a thousand every arrows, single day you know i don't yeah, yeah i don't yeah. shoot a whole lot but i shoot a lot i shoot a lot before season right you know and um i it's, don't it's difficult to make that change yeah like i'm i'm actually still that weird guy because i'm shooting a 12 year old bow still i, sh- I still yeah. shoot a, a 2010 bowtech assassin Yep. And now it was, I didn't get that Bowtech Assassin brand new, mm-hmm. but I've been shooting that bow now for seven years and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it and just fits you. Yep. Every year when I go to spend money, I go, 
Nah, no, I'm, I'm good with that. Yep. I'll I'll leave that and I'll get some other stuff. And so, like this year, it's it's due to get restrung. I'm probably gonna restring it. Yeah, and just keep running. So, but I will say I've I've I'm getting comfortable with that, Matthew. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I like about it compared to that bear. Mm-hmm. And so I knew it was a good change. I'm sure the same with your elite to that. You could tell that there was good features about it. Yeah, but getting, you just weren't having good experience right off the bat. Oh no, it was yeah. bad luck. And that's not. I mean, that's not all of it. I mean, I so. So, so you missed that, I, so that I nine missed pointer. That he showed back up. Yeah, so he he showed back up, and that's when I had a friend of mine come into town too to hunt with me, and um, he showed up on a Tuesday morning, and I I had missed that deer Monday morning. He showed up Tuesday morning to hunt with me, and um, he bought his tags and everything, and we went in there, and he shot a deer first two hours in Missouri. You know, he yeah. shot a deer off that farm, and I had missed two. Or I'd missed one off that farm, but you know his first night in, two, he'd only bought tags for two and a half hours, and you know he tagged out, and I'm like, <laughs> makes me my think of gosh, uh, that you know? meme or whatever that that guy he's sitting in a chair and he goes, all right, I'm gonna go cry and gets yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, you know, I you know I was happy for him, sure, you know I was really happy for him and everything, but I was I was really putting more pressure on myself, like you know I need to get this done, and mm-hmm. and um, I had some more, I had bigger deer on camera last year that. Um, they were coming through midday, like between 11 and 1. Really? I mean, there was, I don't know how many different days they were. I mean, there was 10-plus days. Mm. I had two two 150-plus deer mature that would just come through this timber midday. And I guess they could they could have been betting in it, but I think they were just cruising midday right there pre-rut. And, yeah, you um, said it was, what, a few days before rifle at that yeah, point. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's like Thursday. It was the Thursday before rifle season I went in there. We hunted that morning. We left um, like around 11 o'clock to go grab something to eat and then get back in the stand, and he came by at 11.30. Of course. I had a cell camera. He came right by, and we left our gear on the edge of the timber. Mm-hmm. And I will always remember this. And um, I slipped back. I mean, I got that picture, and I was like, I got to get right back in there, you know. So I showed up like 12.15, and I go to get my gear on, and I walk over this little knob 20 yards, and that deer's bedded 40 yards from our stuff. Oh. I mean, he's a 160. Not him. Different not this deer. One. Okay. This is a 160, 165 inch deer, and I watched him get oh, up and shit. run off. You know, and that's still not good. Obviously, with a rifle, you know, I could have got him, but with a bow, you know, he, he, of course, he ran up the hill about 80 yards and he stopped. Gives it a look and back looks back, and, you know, and he just does this the whole yeah, like double yeah, middle fingers yeah, on his way out. Yeah. Wags his tail and yep. just trots on away, you know, and I, I was like, my God. I swear when they walk away, that tail flicker is their middle finger. Oh, yeah. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. F you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so did not hunt there opening weekend last year either. I um, opted out, let uh, let some other guys get in there to rifle hunt. Um, You're a super nice guy. Oh, I, I respect them. You know, they were there first, <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, I I respect their their territory. And um, they they didn't hunt the same area of the farm I hunted, but they obviously hunted uh, from huts and shacks where they could see a long ways. Yeah. You know, field edges. Right. And I, I mainly stuck to timber, uh, bow hunting, but um, let them go in there and rifle hunt. And then um, I hunted uh, back home for, for rifle season last year. Didn't I was not successful um, opening weekend, and I went up there Monday, yep. Monday morning. And um, at this point, I'd missed I'd missed two deer with two my bow, and I'm like, I'm going to get a rifle in my hands. Getting and, the boomstick out. Yeah, and it's, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Sure enough, Monday I went in there Monday morning and didn't see anything from the stand. And um, trail cameras were going off everywhere, cell cameras. And I had several mature deer on the farm moving. So, anyways, I got out of the stand. I actually hunted till 1, 1.30 that day because I was like, these mature deer moving. 
midday, midday. I'm going to sit in here. Because in that, that, that week time frame, they had been daylight four or five days out of the seven in that in that area. Midday. What you between, want to see? Between 11 and 1, which nobody normally hunts. I, I mean, I, no, I don't ever normally hunt that. No, night. I'm normally out of the yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. ready to get out. And so, anyways, um, I got out at like 1, went to my truck and ate some lunch, and I got I was walking back into the stand, and I'd looked over, and one of the bucks was standing there with two does. I mean, he was he's six and a half year old deer. I mean, yeah. he was actually kind of declined uh, antler size. I mean, he was probably a mid 140s deer. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he was white, white faced, everything. I'd never shot a deer that with a white face like that. Old man. Mm-hmm. He was already looking. Yes. Yeah. And so I, age. you know, I got him. As soon as I laid eyes on him, I knew that it was it was going to happen because yeah. I had had enough bad luck, <laughs> and so took him last year up there, and then um, that's when uh, I go back up there. That was Monday of opening day. No deer season's ten days in Missouri, so I went back up so it was, there. It was two days after the opening day. Yeah. Opening it day was that Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah, and so then um, obviously you had cameras up there during the week. Uh, the one big one, he was still running. And um, I was like, well, I still got a bow tag, so right. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna slip in there as soon as rifle season's over, because mm-hmm. they're they're still they're still rutting through through oh, the sure. end of November. Yep. So I thought I had a chance, and <clears throat> it was like Wednesday or Thursday. One of the guys I was hunting up there shot him with a rifle, oh. and he, I mean, he's like 165. Mm. He might have broke 170. I mean, he's yeah. a really nice deer. Good deal, a really Good nice deer. deer. Yep. And he was old. I mean, he was smart, but they got him, and they, I mean, they. They got him. They shot him like fifty yards from the stand. I mean, you know, it's all worked it, out yeah, for him. Yeah, it worked out good, and you know, it's clean, clean ethical kill. Um, but anyway, so I, I, uh, the landowner, I told him, I was like, you know, I'd like to take some does off your farm too, because every a lot of farms nowadays are overpopulated with does. And um, anyways, I went up there, and I actually stopped by a shop, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna slip back there and shoot some does and whatnot. And he's got a nice big field back there to overlook. And, uh, now, he's like, rifle or bow? Your plans rifle. Are, 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 rifle. I was going to, I was just basically going to shoot a couple does, mm-hmm. get them processed. That way I could give them the meat and whatnot. Yeah. Just basically thanking them for letting me hunt. And I go back there and I sit down and it's blowing, you know, 15, 20 mile an hour like it normally does in Missouri. And it's like 40, 45 degrees sunny. Just a nice day. Mm-hmm. And I sit down and I hadn't been sitting down there for maybe 20 minutes. I just had a little chair there with, uh, my bog pod death grip up. Mm-hmm. and i look over to my right <clears throat> and there's a big hill there and the sun is kind of right at the top of the hill sun's going down but like it's you know just shining still in your eyes and i see this You're like, like hurry the hell up and get back right yeah yeah like get the go ahead and get down yeah. you know and uh anyways i see this dark object in the in this brome field and i'm like i mean why would be why what would it why would a, a log be out in the middle of this field right so anyways, I pull my binoculars up, and it's a doe, and she's got her head just, like, straight out laying down. And I'm like, this is really weird. Like, maybe she's hurt or something. Right. So I'm, like, watching her, and she kind of lifts her head up a little bit, and I'm like, well, maybe she is hurt because mm-hmm. she's not she, – I mean, this is 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and she's bedded down in the middle of nowhere with right. no cover around her. Out really. in the open. And so then I'm like, well, that's really weird. So I was like, well, you know, it is the rut, obviously, so maybe, maybe there's a buck nearby. So mm-hmm. I start just glassing. And that's when I seen horns in the sun, like just shining right on top of that hill. And I'm I'm looking and I'm like, that's that's a really big <laughs> deer, you know. And I'm I'm doe hunting, you know. Like I like I'm, you can't, I'm here, you can't yeah, I'm tacked out. It. Like yeah. I'm just looking at this deer, like this is a this is the biggest deer I've ever seen, you know. And it's him. And it's him. Oh, shit. and it's this deer uh, last year. And so, 
he obviously turns his head and I could see it's a mainframe 12. Mm. And I'm like, you know, I've shot, I've shot one mainframe 12 to like 220. Gotcha. But I mean, he's right there. Clear view. And I'm like, man, like, yeah, I'm the guy that I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to watch this deer, you know, walk out of my life, just walk right over the hill. So anyways, he, when he got up and and go to mainframe 12 there. Yeah. How many people see those in their lifetime? Right. Exactly. Yep. Tens are pretty, you know, decently common. Ten, tens eights. and eights are common. You but know. man, t- mainframe twelves clean, especially like just a, a I, an I've, actual twelve. I've never seen. I've one. never seen one on the hoof yet. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I I have shot one mainframe twelve. Mm-hmm. He was not near like this big. He was one fifty two. Mm-hmm. But um, he and he was young. I mean, a real young deer. Right. Um, but that was shoot. That was six seven years ago. Um, but anyway, so I'm watching this deer. I mean, he gets up and breeds the doe. I mean, I watched him for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, you know, this is a deer that I need to target next year. I mean, right. that, that was instantly. Like, no other deer was going to be on my hit list except this deer. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, you know, I, I had a video. I have a video of him. Oh, nice. Uh, right out in the brome field. Um, and he doesn't look that big. Like, that's the thing. In the video, he doesn't look that big. But um, as I got trail camera pictures after season, that's when you could really tell how big he actually was. Mm-hmm. And really, he was a young deer. I mean, I think he was only four and a half last year. To, and to be, I would have guessed 175 to 180 last year. Oh, shit. Yeah. And So you think he put on probably about 30 inches, give or take? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just me rough scoring him off of, you know, trail would you pickers, Would you think he was about, like, if you took all the junk he has this year and just left 12 points? That's what he was do like. you think? No, he was smaller. He was smaller. He was a little smaller. Yeah, he still. didn't have any mass last His year. His mass was, but yeah. He, he was I wouldn't say he was pencil thin, right? But you know he was average, decent you know, mass, yeah. not amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five inch bases with four inch, you know, beam up up here around That's, the C threes. You know, good mass, not great. Type yeah, of deal. yeah. He yeah. wasn't pencil thin, you know. Um, but anyway, so um, after that night, you know, of course I, you know, see a few of my buddies that I'm close with, you know, I told them I was like, hey, you know, like this is a deer that, I mean, he's a one seventy plus. Deer. So you seen him with your eyes first, camera second. No, binocular first. Well, but I you, mean, you yes, actually never saw him on a him. camera before you actually but, saw him with your eyeballs. Yeah, I didn't know he was there. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> that's no, a, I was that's hunting, a nice day. Like You know, I was hunting the east. I was hunting the north half of this farm, mm-hmm. and nobody touches the south half. And I'm like... Because there's, so, there's no access so far to get there's in There's no access to it. There's cows. Yeah. Like, there's just... You can't... I, I've never hunted around cattle. Right. You know, I obviously it's, tend to stay away from them. Yeah. Um, so do deer. Yeah, and uh, tend he, to. He's, That's the he's key living word. with him. He was living yeah. with him. Keyword, tend. Yeah, tend. and so anyways, I was like, you know, I told, you know, my brothers and, you know, a few of my friends that, that like, you know, hey, there's potential here that this deer makes it because no, yeah. most of the guys are tagged out on this farm, and obviously I'm tagged out, and I'm like, no one knows about this deer except me on this farm. Well, you could have late season bow hunt, right? Yes, I could have. He had to ride out? Okay. And I did. Yeah. No, I did actually late season bow hunt, but not not necessarily for him because i had no trail camera pictures of him or no nothing where i was mm-hmm. hunting and where where i saw him i didn't have any experience on that it part could have of the been farm. an odd deal yeah yeah just yeah. oh hey this deer but, in I, but rut I knew that was in. yeah but i knew yeah it was the rut you know bucks do crazy things during the rut um uh, travel you know many miles but um but but I'm that wait, that's when for I one knew. of those big bastards to travel many, many miles to me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I knew he was there. Right. 
and nobody else did. So I, I had one up on everybody. Sure. Now what? Now you know, I, I wouldn't have guessed that I would have been able to harvest this deer this year. But so that's when my off season work. That's when I really put in some time and, and money into it, and I um, I fed him for six weeks. Yeah. I late season bow hunted, and I missed. I actually missed the the deer. I missed the first day I was in there. Mm-hmm. I missed him a second time late season. Oh, How shit. in the hell did you not chuck that bow? <laughs> oh, I wanted to. Like I, you know, I told my brother. Of course, I was like, "Yeah, I just missed him again." Because if you're anything like <laughs> when me, you got to tell somebody again. That's again. when you know yeah. it's not good. Because <laughs> no. if you're anything like me, you ain't blaming yourself. Right. You're blaming the damn bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, it was one of those dealers deals where, uh, you know, he was following the the smaller buck. The smaller buck actually picked me out. Because the wind wasn't a hundred percent right, it right. was close, and I risked it. I risked it, and um, anyways, um, he was like spooked, and it was forty plus, and I yeah. and it was late. I mean, yeah. it was getting it was getting pretty dark, but I had to try him because I was like, you know, I'm not gonna let him get walk by me a second time without right. at least trying, and yeah. I missed him. We call that send it, send it, <laughs> yeah, just send, send, it. send it. And so yeah, last year I actually missed three bucks with my bow. Brand new, brand new Matthews bow. I missed I, I it. And I was like, still own man, that thing. Yeah, I, I was mean, like, you know, it's this not the bow's fault. We all know that, right? Like that. But right. I, I still just, it's, you know, how people are. Like you, you have yeah. a, a bad experience. Do you with still something. have the same bow? Yeah. Dude. So I guess I'll tell you a little bit. I think I know a reason why I miss this deer mm-hmm. is I have a my right eye. I have a artificial lens. Okay. And so it doesn't it doesn't focus like a normal eye. It gotcha. it stays it's it's a distance lens so it's it's meant to see long distance okay so my left eye is my dominant eye now mm. i shoot right-handed shoot right-handed yep. so when i look through a peep sight and a lot of people you know you can't really you don't understand it's what hard i'm to saying describe that well but yeah, my, yeah. my pins are blurry yeah sure. my pins were blurry and so the target was clear but my pins were blurry mm-hmm. and so i had three pins you know stacked on top of each other which one are you looking at yeah, yeah. and when you're seeing three of each one you know I'm not making excuse, but yeah. it, it was very tough for me to shoot. It's not shoot. an excuse. It's a reason. Yes. Yeah. And so this year, yeah. I actually yeah. fixed that. Did you get What did you get? Apertures or? Yeah, I got a lens yep. uh, in my uh, peep sight. What, yep. what is it? Is there like a brand that sells them or what? My dad has you those. Um, he had to get those because they were kind of same. Who's, what is oh, I could, brand is that? Uh, there's a couple of different ones, I think. There's two yeah. or three different brands, but I actually I went, remember. I went to... Um, um, the one in Raytown, the archery uh, oh, place. Oh, B and B. B and B. I went to B and B, and a gentleman there helped me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put four or five different ones in there, and I think it was like yeah, there's different they're numbers. Called, yes, they I think I put a number six or a number seven yeah, in there. Yeah, aren't they called verifier lenses? Verifiers. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Verifiers. I put one of those in, and we well, I mean, I I tested it there, and we yeah, we had to put three different ones in there, and it's like the strongest one. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> I looked at those uh, a couple years ago as yeah. well. Ended up not being anything. With my eye, because my eyes, like 2015 type of vision. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why the hell? Well, it was red. Yeah. I got all green pins, and I had no issues anymore with star bursting. Yeah. Now, mine, I could still tell mine, but it was the star bursting I didn't like. I, yeah. I used to not have star burst at all, and I got LASIK this last year, so my night vision is terrible. Like, it, it that is like the one side effect I have is night vision is terrible, and I also noticed that my. I, I'm starting to get that starburst on my pins, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have to look into some of that. But for I me, tell you, for it me, was it was a red. night and day, night and day yeah. difference. But I, I mean, I, I went there and we did all that, and yeah. I mean, I think it cost me a hundred bucks or something, but I mean, it well was worth it. it. It was well worth it. Yeah. And um, now the only downfall is, is 
my pins are clear, mm-hmm. but my target is not. It's not perfect. Right. Because my, my eye does not – it can't adjust. Uh, and, you know, I even thought about taking up, you know, trying to shoot left-handed because my left eye would would focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can only shoot about 40 yards. You know, gotcha. in, in daylight, I could shoot further. But in the timber, if it gets if it gets relatively dark, I'm done. I mean, it has to be within 30, within yeah. 30 yards, no doubt. So you can still sense. make out the – Yeah, I can make out the object, mm-hmm. and obviously I can see, like, the shoulder blade. Right. But, you know, obviously then – I need to, I would have to, you know, obviously if the deer is facing left, I know exactly where I probably should aim. Right. Did, you, did you ever try left-handed? Like, did you ever no, borrow? No, no. Neither. I mean, I don't think I'm, I could. I don't have the same issue you have here with your eye, but I'm left-eye dominant too. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I don't know if, how long you've had your eye issue, but you've always, I've always had to close my left eye, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm aiming because that's the eye tries to take over. So I have yep. to aim with, you know, the eye closed and, uh, so much easier sounding mm-hmm. you know you see these people when they draw their bows back they just well, it'd be nice to have both yeah, eyes they open anchor you know? with both they eyes just, open yeah, and let her go they're mm-hmm. that eye that side whatever eyes on the side of the string is their dominant eye yeah i'm never gonna and be that and way. i was right eye dominant until i had that that until that happened and you know obviously i i shot deer fine mm-hmm. but last year I, I don't know. For some I, reason, just had yeah. an effect on you. Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, what, I wear uh, contacts too, so yeah, I mean, it yeah. just makes. What site do you have? I've got a um, uh, black gold. Yeah, that's I got a I've black got gold site. Yeah, those yep. are solid sites. Probably got ten pin size. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. can't get any smaller. No. So like, there's nothing you can do on outside no. of. No, there's nothing I could. The, and the only other yeah. thing I thought about doing too is like, I think they're called a scope. You can put a scope on it on your on your pins. Mm-hmm. So that oh, your yeah. target, your yeah. target actually gets kind of like uh, um, it's a magnifier, 3D, lens, 3D type of basically yeah. a magnifier, um, and that's what I thought about doing now on yeah. top of the verifier that I've got. But yeah. um, I I don't know anybody that has one because uh, I'd like to I, I'd like to go try, try it. You know, B and B didn't have them. Three D archery, they, yeah, they shoot them. Yeah. On there. Yeah. I actually had a uh, a scope a um sight one time that I actually really loved. It was called an Apex Covert Pro, and it was a um, looked like a scope crosshair. Yeah. It was a single pin sight, basically. And it had actually a power red dot right in the middle you could turn off if you wanted. I never used it. I just used the black lines as my pin. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could buy um, magnifiers, I think they're called, yep. magnifier lenses. Yep. That yep. would take it to, you know, four times or whatever. Yeah. And that's what a lot, that of, a lot of indoor uh, competition yeah. uh, shooters use. Um but with my with my uh, situation, yeah. I th- I thought about trying it, but the lens just clearing up the lenses is or the the that, pins. I'm, I'm sure sorry, is what lot. is what helped. Yeah, uh, you know, I ended up shooting a, a nice deer this year with my bow, and I know he was only 18 yards, but I didn't miss him this time. So <laughs> who cares? So yeah, yeah. I mean, it worked. Right. I mean, honestly, as a bow hunter, that's your your goal anyway is yeah. to shoot them inside 30. Even though yeah. we know we can we potentially can, yeah. you know go a little further if we needed to with a compound, but. <clears throat> I don't want to shoot deer at forty-five. No, no. I want the to the shoot goal is to get them close. Yeah, right. and um, and that's what I, that's my goal is. Yeah, is to get them close. I put myself in position to to be close. Um, so you started getting trail cam picks though after rifle season last year of him. Yeah. So I, well, I actually I didn't get any trail camera pictures till Jan, uh, late January. Okay. I didn't put any cameras out on that side of the farm. Yeah. After I I saw this deer, um, 
there was only like one day left of rifle season, so I knew. I had. A, I mean, he was probably going to make, make it. it. He's going to make it. You still have internal fortitude not to go after him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody's like, go of... after him. Everyone's like, go hunt him. Go hunt him. And I'm like, I mean, it's 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 po- almost post rut at this point, and mm-hmm. um, I did I didn't have any drive. I didn't have the drive to go. I don't know why. I I don't really know, I know why, why, but but. Coyote season started. Oh yeah, coyote season started. <laughs> I tell you exactly yeah. why. Hey, and he, I did. Jake, he, he just Jake's experienced. One of our, Jake's one of our fellow coyote hunters that uh, you know likes to do some of the tournaments we do, yeah. and, and you know the same types. Let's of not. And, he just experienced about thirty seconds ago. He just experienced his first Missouri Woods and Water rabbit hole. We went way off into left field on those sites. Don't stuff. go down a second one. <laughs> don't a minute later go into a second one. I, I can tell you why he didn't. He's ready to shoot coyotes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but dude, that's right. After the rut, yeah, a I lot just, of Missouri hunters, it's kind of like they lose hope. They well, they lost hope and they're ready to move on. And a lot of people have gotten done what they need. They want to set out to do. Yeah. Like, um, well, they gave it a shot right there. You know, early yeah. November, and then they're yeah. like, well, I spent enough time. I'm, I'm ruts I'm over out. it's yep. harder and yeah. big deer kind of quit moving a little bit i mean it's, yeah they're not chasing does as much so you're gonna have to figure out where their home is where they're bedding where they're i mean where the food is because that's what the next yeah. thing is to focus on yep. food uh i think i can't remember i think it's working class bow hunter talks about you know everybody talks about the october lull no it's the freaking late november lull yeah. you know after yeah. the rut kind of winds up it's like they ghost out again yeah um and it seems january like, they start hitting that food yeah i feel like i feel like uh, beginning of December is the law for me, mm-hmm, yeah. and then um, they usually don't start hitting food till like December twentieth. December, like right there around Christmas, that's when I usually get a lot of deer to move. Yeah. And then, um, believe it or not, the last couple of years, January fourteenth and fifteenth, the last two days of bow season, I've had a lot of shooters daylight on those two days, yeah. regardless of temperature. Like regardless of weather conditions, really? like they just show up. Like they know. Yeah, they know. It's hey, like, uh, they're <laughs> like, kids. Yeah. see you next year. <laughs> just wanted to say hi. <laughs> we know, you know, deer season's almost over, so they show up. But I don't have to worry about that this year because right. I'm on, I'm tagged out. Luckily. Yeah, you uh, house money is the least of your yeah things you're playing with here. Yeah, but all right. So uh, um, yeah, so, started getting trail cam picks. You know, yeah. January. So I um I ended up buying a bunch of corn, uh, stored that in my garage. And um, I started putting it out like end of January because I knew I knew I knew where the area this deer was at. Looking mm-hmm. at aerial imagery, I could tell like where this deer is going to live through the rest of this through the winter. The neighbor had some had a had a bean field, and then um, I just went straight to where I thought he was bedding, yeah. and um, started putting corn out. And I mean, it was three days, and I had him on camera. Were and, you just uh, dumping corn, or you? Oh yeah, use a- yeah, I was just dumping. I mean, I was dumping bags. How many? How many raccoons were you feeding to? Oh, shoot! <laughs> and the neighbor's cows got in there, and like, oh god! <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that dump I, I had him on for camera. one day. I had him on camera for six weeks. I, I fed him for about six weeks. Nice. Yeah. I was dumping four to six bags every. And then he disappeared on you. Yeah, yeah. I fed him for up until like first part of March, and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna find his sheds. Like one of these days, yeah. I'm gonna have him on camera. He's not going to have his horns. I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to find him. Mm-hmm. Nope. No sheds. Nothing. And he showed up. Didn't have didn't have his horns. And um, a lot of deer were I – mean, he held his horns the longest really? out of all the deer. Well, it makes sense because he probably has a pretty healthy rack. I mean, yeah. given the size. Or he's a healthy deer. A healthy yeah, deer I had – I found uh, – last year was my first year I found a full – a matching set. Hmm. I mean, yeah. normally I don't shed hunt. Last year I was – I was um, 
I was actually feeding deer on the same farm on a different part of it, yeah. a different herd. And um, I was actually feeding this 10-pointer that I was actually after and um, found his matching set, you know, that's 50 yards from, from where I was feeding him. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's what's going to happen. And I found his, like, probably January, you know, right there at the end of January. Like, he, he dropped his pretty early. Mm-hmm. And then – uh, this guy here, he you know he held his horns until beginning of May or in beginning of March. I was like, shit. Yeah, no, he really yeah, did May. hold him. Yeah, we were turkey hunting. I seen him. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so um, he ended up dropping his horns, and I, um, you know, I I shed hunted two different days up there, waited for cloudy conditions when you can actually see him, and um, nothing, hmm. nothing. And I was like, man, okay. And then he just dis- then he then he was just gone. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have him on camera at all. And I was like, well. That tells me he doesn't, he does not, uh, his spring and summer pattern, it's not here on this fall. Right. Yeah. And, um, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. A lot of, a lot of Shift. mature bucks tend to summer and winter elsewhere. You know, elsewhere. Yeah. I love that study. In, um, well, I think it was QDMA at the time, but NDA did on, uh, when they radioed some deer and like, how far they travel summer and winter where patterns, they yeah where which, they go. You know, sometimes it's depressing for a guy like me that, you know, I hunt two smaller farms and, you're like, that's hey, cool to see you right now in the summertime. I doubt I see you in yep. October. Yeah, and then that's know. and that's when um, I had you know four or five other you know really respectable deer on camera too. They disappeared too, so I knew you know there was a good bedding and and all that. Um, no pressure on these deer, but I knew they weren't they weren't going to spring and their summer patterns weren't there at all. Mm-hmm. So um, I so then rolls into this year. So I started putting cameras out probably beginning of June. Then mm-hmm. I put uh, I did put one mineral uh lick out and um nothing. I didn't have I didn't have no bucks on it for six weeks. Yeah. I mean no bucks at all. I'm like, wow, this is really <laughs> not going well. <laughs> this farm was really good last year, November seventh when I showed up. <laughs> it's not good through the summer. And so um anyways i you know i put three i put three different cameras out and you know it was we had a hot and dry summer this year mm-hmm. yeah. and there was water there's there was a couple different little ponds there and i, I didn't put so my you cameras think it would, yeah. i didn't put my cameras right on the pond but i was in the vicinity like trails you know, leading to yeah if he's gonna if he's going to that water hole i would at least have him. one picture of him you know just being curious and whatnot um but nothing no pictures at all and then you know obviously i had that thought in the back of my mind like this deer was here last year. Yeah. Like he was here this year, or last year. And then, um, you know, and so where I was actually bow hunting on this farm, where I actually fed him was 1,500 yards away, completely on the other side hmm. of the farm. And so then I was like, well, I just need, I, and I actually didn't put cameras over there by where I thought he was bedding. I didn't put cameras there until August. And then that, I was like, well, you know, I probably do need to put one or two out. So I did, I did go over there and put a few out, um, put them out for three or four weeks nothing no hmm. deer no no nothing nothing like not deer at all no no deer no oh, nothing shit. nothing and i'm like wow like you know this farm is completely di- it was completely different last year november 7th when i right, you know, came yeah. in here and so um like i said I, I literally didn't have any pictures of them um and, and this is the shocking part is i put up a random i put up a random bushnell camera on a random tree on a random path and it, it was kind of a funnel it was kind of a funnel off of a big timber that led up to this brome field. Mm-hmm. And then on the north side of the brome field, there's another big timber. Well, I thought, you know, maybe if the deer are using this, this right. is where they're going to use. This is this funnel. 
And so sure enough, I put this camera up. I, I literally slapped it on tree, turned it on, make sure it was going to take picture, left it. It was set on January 1 of 2000. And then it was the date. The time was completely off too. It was like you just turned it all on, zero. You pictures. didn't even set. Literally turned it on. Yeah. You know, I knew daylight. Obviously, daylight was daylight, and dark right. was dark. You know, and I wasn't even interested in hunting uh, at this time. You know, it was October fifteenth. I, I hadn't really gotten, you know, hadn't gotten too excited. And you know, through the summer, everybody's like, "Have you got pictures of him?" I mean, I had you know several good friends of mine that you know hunt in Iowa and stuff like that and they're mm-hmm. like hey they're, you they're all positive that, that you're, li- you're yeah. lying to them I'm like I swear I've not gotten anything yeah. they're like <laughs> yeah. have you got your cameras out I was like no like I didn't put any cameras out really until you know basically well into July June July and then August I put some out but I mean I didn't go I, I mean I've got a lot of trail cameras you didn't but go I didn't, crazy on no them. I only put a few out right in in different areas thinking maybe I'd catch them and so anyways I put this camera out October 15th or so and um I go back two weeks later, and uh, it was October 28th or 29th, and I pulled that camera. He came by like, well, at this time, at this point, I'm trying to look at the calendar of when I was there. Okay, let's see here. Shit, I was here like, there. The date that, is that, that. The, the date on the camera is January 11th or whatever, and yeah. I'm like, well, I had to have put it out on this day. So that's and October so, 26th. You're yeah. going through. Okay, there's a doe in <laughs> daytime, doe in nighttime, doe in daytime, yeah. doe. Okay, Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when he shows up. And he's just, he's 20 yards away from the camera, broadside, looking just across from the camera. And I could see his strong side, his left side was facing the camera, and I could Ooh. see it. And I'm <sighs> like, I had to look at it you, several times, you but say I'm like, bingo. See, you say I'm strong like, side. Yeah, I see the strong side. I'm looking at the right side. Stronger side. Pretty strong, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And so I'm like, I, I look at this picture, and I pan through him. I only had two, Shit. I had two pictures of him. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. five seconds apart or whatever. And he, you know, he did his horns just turned a little bit, and I'm like panning back and forth, and I'm like, I'm looking at, it, I'm like, am I really looking at this right? Like, am I really looking at this? <laughs> why right? is it blurry? Yeah, why are they all? Why is all these points? Yeah. six to midnight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, like, so the, where that camera was, it was, and this was a nighttime picture. I'm guessing. Yeah, this is a night, one nighttime picture, end of October. The worst part is you have no idea if it's in the middle of the night, if it's at nine thirty, if it's at. Well, right. Well, I I did I figured that out. Oh, it did was, you? It was like ten o'clock at night. Okay. And so, um, I can show you guys those pictures too. But like I, uh, where where I physically saw him mm-hmm. last year, it's probably fifty yards away from where I had trail camera. <laughs> well, you mentioned the Bromfield. I was guessing. Okay, he went back to where he seen him physically yeah and so that's where i started and i was like well i actually put put four cameras out in a basically in a line Mm -hmm. on a ball bar fence and i was like if that deer is crossing i mean he's got to cross one of these crossings because it's a five strand ball bar fence i mean it's well maintained and i thought you know he would he'll have to be crossing a couple places he's gonna go yeah yeah, and obviously he's not. I mean, and it's rocky. Like, I mean, there was definitely areas where that was definitely you could more see likely. Where they were more likely to to cross a trail, almost. You know, a a crossing. You would say, I guess, you know, a deer crossing where you mm-hmm. can tell deer cross right here um, more than other places. Yeah, and the date. I can show you guys the date and time on that. I mean, the date and time oh. were completely off. Yeah, I could see why you would look at this and be like what. This ain't my camp. Is yeah. this is this pixelated incorrectly? <laughs> that's not. Oh my god. Yeah. And in like in that picture, his body looks like he's six and a half, seven and a half year old mm-hmm. deer, and and I don't I don't think he was. Uh, I think he's five and a half. But I don't give a shit. So <laughs> so, and so so I had that picture, and yeah, I was holy. like, my gosh, like 
So I sent it. I sent it to a couple. You people. almost start questioning if that was the same one I'm betting, yeah, it, and well, or is this that's some what, other freaking right. giant who just yeah. showed up? Yeah, and that's what I was like concerned. I was like, well, you know, I I saw a mainframe twelve last year, and I'm thinking to myself like, <laughs> one, he, he could have three, yeah, he could have <laughs> he could have blown up, right? But I'm not familiar. I I don't hunt deer this caliber. I mean, nobody does, right? You know, not you, you do now. Yeah, not not in Missouri. You don't. And so, anyways. Um, then that day, I went and pulled. I went and pulled three, four other cameras. Pulled four other cameras, and I placed them down through this valley, basically, mm-hmm. that led up to this this funnel. And um, I thought, well, surely you know, right? Surely there's going to be plenty of. If I'm going to get plenty of pictures of them, like all the other you know deer on this farm, but I didn't. And um, I put one camera out in this creek bed. And this is a, it's got 50 foot ravines on each side. 50, it's a 50 mm-hmm. foot ravine. Oh, dang. And down the bottom, it's like 30 foot wide, 30, 40 foot wide. And it, it really doesn't run much water. There's some seeps that run into it. There's, so there's some puddles of water. So he had water there. And right. I thought, you know, there's a chance he's using this. There's a chance. Right. He's secluded. Um, he's. And this yeah. is in the middle of timber. So trying to get a deer on camera in timber is really tough because mm-hmm. they have so many options. So many options to go. They can also go right around the tree that the camera's on. Right. Oh, you know? yeah. I've watched that. I've watched that 20-plus mm-hmm. times. Especially on, deer, on like, mature, deer like him. Mature deer will walk right up behind it and smell it and turn right around. Okay. I mean, I've, I've seen that 10 I'll never times. forget uh, the owner of our network, Dan Johnson. He also runs the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. He actually had some trail cams getting stolen one time. And so he set another one up over this salt lick. And then he set another trail cam like 18 foot up in a tree pointing down mm-hmm. to try to catch who Whoever was doing was. it. And what he actually ended up seeing was a, de- a buck he had never had on camera, on that camera that was down getting stolen. And he would watch that buck come in and then walk around yeah. and leave, never touch the salt. Yeah. yeah. And he saw it like two or three times or whatever. I've, and I, I could be that. getting we the saw story wrong. But we saw it this year. I mean, there, there was days where. So trail, ca- trail cams are gate. Great. Yes, I love them. We all but use you them. Can't, you can't. You can't rely solely no, on them. No, you that's cannot. For sure. You cannot yeah. re- rely on them at all. So, anyways, I put this camera out down this ravine, uh, and there was a there was a there's another there was another ditch that kind of funneled down into it, and it looked like at the time there was you know there was quite a few deer using it, and um, like he in that picture, he's thirty yards away. Mm-hmm. Like I zoomed in, it's kind of blurry. Like I didn't know if it it's was. It's hard him. to kind of tell. Yeah, that's what I was looking. I at. didn't know like, if it was him. Like I, I get that picture and I'm like, good deer, you know. Yeah. He is a good deer, but I've never seen this deer head on. Yeah. And um, so he he, but that was like there's another there's one more picture of him. No, like you know coming them. down, that's coming him. down, I coming down through here. there. Yeah. So I put these cameras out and I get them just randomly. I mean that's between the end of October and November 14th when I, when I took that deer. Um, but I, I, I only had three pictures of them. And so, uh, I so was the already three, tagged the three out. photos you just showed us mm-hmm. are the three photos you had of him. That's the only three photos I had of him this year. Hmm. That's it. It's just enough to know that he's alive. Yep. And he's on the farm and that, yeah. Or he, he is accessing this farm for right. some reason, not daylight at, right. at, at what totaling up. How many trail cams did you have trying to find him at any given time throughout the season? Five. I think okay, I had five so not now. as many as I thought, but I had five, six, probably six, probably six. In a, I, in I a could, how big an area you would 
you would guess. Uh, 400 acres. So, you know, I mean, you're, you're trying to cover that area, but I, it's I not like you're I had, saturating. I had, yeah, I had, yeah, I had pulled most of my cameras and put them in one core area on that 400 mm-hmm. acres, but I had two cameras on the far west end uh, trying to get him coming in and out of the neighboring farm. Right. That's where I thought he was really living. Mm-hmm. Um, All you needed was like But he wasn't. I didn't have a single trail camera picture of him over there. Yeah. None. Hmm. None. Not a. Not even a maybe it's him. None of that. Yeah. And, um, but I knew he was using that. Like, there's a reason why he was on the neighbors. Right. And, um, and it's a very good farm, too. It's you just couldn't figure out, like, where is he doing these things? Yeah, so, and, you know, the yeah. neighbor, like, where the, like, on that fence between me and the neighbor, like, there's only two or three crossings. And I had my cameras on those crossings, and he was never on camera. And that, yeah. that tells me that big deer, they know the cameras are there. Yeah. They will see them or smell them. And I've physically seen that happen. I mean, I've physically seen big deer walk up behind a camera and smell it mm-hmm. from 15, 20 feet away. And, like, for an example, I, I checked a camera. It was, like, on a Tuesday, and I went back and bow hunted that Wednesday evening. And I physically watched a big deer come up behind that camera 60 yards away. 60 yards away from me. Sure. 50, 15 to 20 feet behind the camera. He just stuck his nose out and, like, smelled it. And he walked out and around away from me. Mm-hmm. He didn't know I was there, but, I mean, he walked out and around. He was not going in front of that camera. It makes me wonder about uh, rabbit hole alert. Makes me wonder about uh, you know a lot. There are not a lot of people. There are some people that hang cameras. Yeah, up. I think there's something facing to it. down. I've never done it. I haven't either. But you know, I kind of want to try it. Yeah. It's just you know you got to take a stick or two with you. Yeah. When you're hanging cams and you already got a bunch of crap with you oh, if yeah. you're going to go hang let's say you know a handful of cameras in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, we use cutty backs, so we got the cutty link system, and we always use the external battery packs, so we've got extra oh, battery extra, packs with us. Yep, and extra weight. And you're like, damn, I really don't want to climb a tree. Yeah. But What about telling you about the battery packs and everything? It's like having eight cameras instead of four, and then you got, yeah. which the battery packs. Oh, they last. help. Like it's we worth it. Yeah. We haven't changed a battery yet this year. Right. I did today because I moved cameras around, and I, only, I had them with me, so I switched out one battery pack. So intermittent pictures – at this point, you're like, okay, he's he's around randomly passing, yeah. but it's not a deer you can pattern hunt. No. So you're hunting, I, you're hunting other deer at the same time. Yep. Well, yeah, I I was, I was already tagged out. I'd already shot a, a deer with my bow. So at this okay. point, I'm like, you're just trying to. I'm pre-plan. trying to pinpoint him, and um, knowing there's going to be other guys on this farm, and then knowing the neighbors. You know, I've seen one neighbor bow hunting every night, and so I knew I, I had knew a feeling. Was up. I had a feeling like there's a reason why he's bow hunting, right? Like. And he didn't have a after after the after you know word got out that I I had got him and everything. Then I kind of put the puzzle pieces together. But um, he was there all the time. This the neighbor, and you know the wind was right. Access was good for him. I don't I don't physically know him or personally know him. Um, but so so I I actually had like nine or ten cameras out on the farm, mm-hmm. but specifically six really targeting him. Right. The other four were just. Th- there on field edges monitoring just, you know just yeah. just trying to capture basically data on on other bucks and um so rifle season rolls around and like i said i only had three pictures of him mm-hmm. leading up to that so opening weekend i didn't hunt there i actually went home back to my my home farm and hunted back home and and i i mean i'll be honest with you i didn't even load my gun i took my gun with me <laughs> i mean my magazine was loaded but yeah. i didn't even chamber around because i knew like I'm not going to kill a one. I'm not going to kill a 160 or 170 your when mind I know was this deer. somewhere else. Yeah, until yep. you yep. knew that was not an option. Yes, until I knew that deer was dead, that I was not going to shoot another deer yep. until I went after that deer. 
Yeah. yeah. And so we hunted Saturday and Sunday of opening weekend, and we weren't – I mean, we didn't – we saw quite a few deer. Actually, I mean, the weather was great this year. Yeah. Uh, the weather turned that for Friday. For hunting, yes. Yes, yeah. for hunting, Not yes. for the deer. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess it was good weather for the deer, but – Yeah. And so, you know, we you know we obviously heard a lot of neighbors shooting and, and stuff. And um, my actually my great uncle, he took a really good management deer on mm-hmm. the farm. Yeah. And that's what his goal was. His goal was to shoot one of those management deer, and it was him. That's awesome. And, and so that was great. You know, that was great. Um, that's just fun, that tradition of opening weekend. And I enjoy that as much as anybody is going, you know, helping somebody drag a deer yeah. out or. Or uh, cleaning. I like, I mean, I enjoy cleaning the deer for some guys. You know, they can't. Yeah. Like my great uncle, he can't, you know, really do that anymore. So we always try to, you know, get in there and help when we help can. Mm-hmm. This year we weren't able to because uh, we were still hunting. And he, I mean, he shot it early. I mean, it was, you know, right at first sun, like yeah. first light he got it. Um, so we, you know, he didn't, he had other people helping him. Uh, but that's, that's like a tradition for me is I go, I go back home to the home farm and, mm-hmm. and hunt. And, you know, I, you know, it's not always about killing a, a giant deer. Right. It's the tradition that I, I really enjoy. Um, oh yeah, just going back home and, and hunting with my dad and my brother. Yeah, so that's what I'll always do. Same. I've hunted with my brother-in-law every opening weekend, except for last year. Yep, because of him, uh, that deer, and it it almost felt weird last year, mm-hmm. like because I I didn't hunt with him. Yeah, and so this year we we hunted together opening you know morning again just because it's it's that thing and and I neither of us were very confident we were going to see anything worth a dang yeah but it was like we want to go because that's yeah. what we do well that's like i mean everybody's asking me like are you gonna be there saturday morning and i'm like no no i'm not gonna hunt him like <laughs> you idiot but why, aren't you, <laughs> yeah. why aren't you going like why aren't you gonna be in by be up there on that farm like what if they shoot them home that's great i mean that's fine like it, it's you know tradition that i just go back home and you know mm-hmm. if he's there monday morning he's there and if right. you know if he gets taken he gets taken um so anyways yeah we weren't successful opening weekend um, like I said, I didn't even load my gun, but it, it's a tradition. That's right. what, that's what I do. Yeah. And, um, so Sunday afternoon, we didn't hunt Sunday afternoon of opening weekend. Okay. I got, we got back home and, and, uh, I got my, got a climber put together. I, I had it already put together, but I got it prepped and ready for, for Monday morning. Cause I was going in on this farm and I was going to go hunt back in the back where I had no experience. Right. And after I'd, I'd shot my buck with my bow, I didn't even, like, go on the back, on the south end of the farm because I didn't want to pressure it. We talked about something before we started recording, but did you, with your bow, did you shoot out of a climber or was it more of a running gun? But you do something that a lot of people don't do is yeah, you I do. don't really hang your stands. Until no, I don't, I don't hang any of my stands until, you know, October 25th. I kind of, I run cameras to figure out where they're at. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I, I wait for the right conditions. I wait for either a really windy day, mm-hmm. like blowing 40 or 50, which that's pretty easy to get right. late late October, um, or raining. Right. doesn't make for very fun hanging the stand. but No, but like <laughs> I usually wait for windy days. Yeah. Um, I, I usually I, – I really like windy days, and then that night it's going to rain. Do that's you, like the perfect do combination. Do you prep the areas before, shooting lanes and stuff like that? No. You go in that day, do all of it. And I do done. it all immediately, yeah. one time. Are they? Uh, do you typically use hang-ons or what? Do yeah, you, I uh, use all hang-ons. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a lone wolf set that I use. It's got four sticks with a with a with a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got um, I got some hawk sticks that I use. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of other just random random sticks that I find on Clarence at yep. different places. Like one year, I found two sticks at Rogers. They were on like ten bucks a piece for them. 
So I grabbed them both, and I'm like, I used to you find know, the, I'll put I used four to find the Orsland special, man. Mm-hmm. Orslands that would have those uh, four. sticks yeah. for like yeah. ten bucks a piece. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I use I just use four sticks. I mean, I'm there's fine. there's occasions I use six if I need to get high. Uh, I'm the guy that I'm gonna hang it. I'm gonna hang high. I yeah. mean, that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna get in a tree that's probably not ideal, right? But it's got a good cover. Like that's that's kind of how I that's just kind of and I always position my stands. Uh, I shoot sitting down. Like yes, I mean yes, I will stand up to shoot. So do you? But I, do. I, I position I position my stands to where if that deer comes out, if he it's, if he if he if he just surprises me, which is usually what happens, <laughs> if they surprise me, I don't want the minimal movement. Yeah. I'm not going to stand up, so I usually position myself. I usually face south and shoot, you know, back to the east. Mm-hmm. Usually is what I do. Yeah. Um, in an interesting, different like different ways people. But do that's things. how I always mm-hmm. hang my stands. Yeah. I always right. hang my stands that way, uh, just because m- less movement. This year with my bow buck, I was able to stand up and you know get get ready. Uh, but I've shot a lot of deer sitting down out of a tree stand. Yeah. And yeah. plus, it's, when I get high, that, like when I get high up there, you know, I've got a harness on and everything, but. I just feel more comfortable yeah, shooting sitting sit down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Andy shoots the same way when he's I do the same. He, he I just, sits less movement because I when I'm sitting in a stand, I'm sitting there, and a lot of times I like bow hunting. I'm in timber, mm-hmm. so if you see them, you're they're there. It's too late. You yeah, don't they're have within really, sixty most of the time. Yeah, every you don't time have they're time within to 60. stand up, move yep. around, and you're yep. ri- you're risking busting those deer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and I'm I'm the exact opposite of both you. I am a stander. I feel more confident when I'm standing shooting that's the way i practice right so right and but that being said it's not like i'm jumping up moving around i i i'm looking at the deer when he turns his head move turns away that's when i slowly get up mm-hmm. when he you know you're always watching their movements and seeing how they're acting um yeah I yeah you that. don't want to be doing jumping jacks up in the tree right. and honestly when i'm hunting i stand a lot in a in a stand in a tree stand which is interesting because it's got a seat but i do a lot of standing in my stand yeah if that makes well, any sense you're short you can't see i, I am short that is that <laughs> it's, it's not like i'm already i hate you yeah so i much. just but i don't i don't i don't hang a lot of stands <laughs> yeah like i just um i pick and choose yeah. you know i just wait um and i don't know it's a weird coincidence but the last few farms i've had like north like i don't i don't have a north wind access yeah so yeah. like obviously i like to hunt with a south wind or a west wind for access it's hard to do that yeah, this time of year yeah yeah and so when you get a north wind, you're like, gosh, dang, like, mm-hmm. you know, great cold front, but my access is absolutely terrible. Right. Yeah. And, um, but you know, when the rut hits, I don't, I don't really watch the wind. Right. You know, I just go, you just got to go. Cause and, they're not. Yeah. They don't yeah. They shit. don't. And like, that's like this year that deer shot on my bow. I mean, he didn't, he was downwind of me the whole time. Yep. He walked out in the field a hundred yards and walked straight to me at 18 yards mm-hmm. downwind the whole time. And, uh, um, makes you go, why the hell do I even try? Yeah, like, but you can't you can't do that. You can't no, get you away can't. with it early. No. Like you gotta, and that's what I don't hunt. You know, I know season open open September fifteenth, but I don't hunt. You know, I won't hunt till October twenty fifth at the earliest. Yeah, yeah, at the earliest, and, and it's got to be a cold front, and I better have a you know a nice one on camera. If yeah. not, I'm not going to put any more pressure on the farm. Yeah, than than needed. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's and why it's... that's why I wait. And this is when I hang cameras. I wait till a windy day. I mean, a windy, blowing 50, windy, nasty day. I mean, it may be 80 degrees out. Right. But I'm going to wait until the 
you have regardless noise cover, of, you have scent cover because yeah. it's blowing everywhere. They can't. Regardless of what direction it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just as long as it's blowing 60 or, you know, 40, God, 50 miles. <laughs> well, there was a few days like that. Yeah. yeah. So we got down big rabbit hole. Sunday, yep, you put together did. a climber. Yeah, which I've I had it put together. It wasn't like it was brand new, well, but yeah, I got it prepped. I got it stuff, prepped yeah. and ready. Got my my rifle ready and everything. And um, I went in there and I literally I, I I literally just got on topography map, and I knew where I had a, I had the pictures of him in the the ravine. Mm-hmm. I had I knew where I had pictures of him, and I um I, I basically sat up between where I knew he would where he would be going to on the neighbors. And I knew where I had pictures of them. So I set up in between there. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I could physically see either one, but I was in between those right. two areas. You were just using the whole, in know, the timber, the noggin and going. Yeah. And I, and believe it or not, like there's a big clearing on this farm. Mm-hmm. And instead of most rifle hunters would sit up on the clearing right. since you could see 800 yards each direction. I have a bad habit of doing that. I didn't. Like I just walked in there that morning and I literally walked into this little brush pocket little pocket of brush mm-hmm. right next to the big opening big clearing mm-hmm. and i was like oh this is this looks good you know because i was actually wanting to watch the ravine because yeah. i thought you don't come up maybe he's that. using this ravine and then you know when i'm getting him on camera it's obviously uh you know dark but maybe he is using this ravine because mm-hmm. it's you know a mile long and um i saw a couple different little bucks that morning I climbed i climbed a tree yeah. And obviously it got daylight and I could only see like 60 yards. I'm like, yeah, great spot, Jake. Like, <laughs> That's me picked, right you there. You picked a great spot. It's rifle season, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I've seen a couple little bucks come by. Uh, most of them, most of them were just, were just out, you know, searching for does. And um, I mean, I remember because I was facing down this ravine. I was looking down like a 60 foot drop off. I was like, if I shoot a deer down here, like, I'm going to get this deer out, out you know. And, um, anyways, I was sitting there, I watched these little bucks, uh, filter through and I looked back to my left and, uh, there was a doe like feeding towards me. Like she was just browsing on buck brush and whatnot. And I was like, okay. So pull my binoculars up. I'm like looking at her, see if it was a doe or button buck or just a yearling fawn. And, um, I think, I think it was a mature doe, believe it or not. She was just by herself, like just browsing towards me. And it's kind of a bunch of falling over timber in this in this little area. Like I'm talking two acres of timber, mm-hmm. not very much. And um, it's like she's like feeding to me, and then like all of a sudden she's like looking north, and I'm like, okay. So then I hear you're facing south, or probably, yeah. I'm guessing where she said yeah, we'll go. I'm facing like east southeast. Okay. So I'm like looking. She's like looking like on alert. And the wind really wasn't. I mean, it was 10, 15 mile an hour winds, but where we were at down this bowl, it was dead quiet. And that's when I heard, I heard this like stick break. Like mm-hmm. it was a weird sound, like one of those that you can't really mimic. And I'm like, she's just looking. And I'm like, okay. And next thing I know, I see three does running single file towards me. And these are, these deer are the 60 yards like coming. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, something's happening here. And that's when I heard, I heard this growl. Like that's another sound you can't really mimic, but yeah, like, you deep, know, like, yeah. like they, they make a, <laughs> Yeah, they make they make the buck roar. Yep. You yeah. know, and if you and if you blow blow into that, you know, hard, that's what it sounded like. And you don't hear that sound very often. No. So when you do hear it, it's just like distinct, like mm-hmm. hair hair rises on your neck. Yeah, and that's when <clears throat> that's when I seen obviously horns coming, and um, he was running right at me. And obviously, I don't have a lot of trail camera pictures of him. Nothing of him facing the camera at all. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, we're almost eye level. 
because the way that the terrain is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not very high up in a tree either. I'm like eight foot up in a tree looking down a 60-foot ravine. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's like, these does come 40. They were probably 30 yards from me, and they just come right by me on this trail. And I'm like, you know, well, here he comes, obviously. And so he's running at me. So and th- now, like when this, you say running, he's running, trotting. Okay. Just you know, he's he's trailing Chasing them. Those, yeah, he's trailing stuff. Yeah, and I knew where he was headed. Like they banked, they banked west, mm-hmm. and they were headed west for a reason. Yeah, and uh, so I grabbed my binoculars and I pulled up. I mean, this all happened really fast, and I was like, oh, he's got a lot going on. So I grabbed my, put my binoculars down, grabbed my rifle, and um, pulled up, and like I can remember faintly, like. I glanced at his horns, but like <laughs> you didn't need to. That was a bad between idea. Between the right. between the brush, between the timber, right. and then him running like trotting, like wasn't a lot like, of time to parallel do with me. Like it didn't. It, I didn't have time to to was, size him up or yeah. guess. Like <laughs> probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And so shooter. Uh, you know, he's at he's at thirty five yards, and so I like I get my rifle. And I I make sure it's zoomed all the way out. <laughs> like, I was getting ready to say you I'm had like, it zoomed in, didn't I'm you? I'm like, I got to make sure this thing's zoomed out. And yep. like I said, this all happened in like 10 seconds. I mean, it felt like, you know, I had a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, as we're as I'm describing the story and talking about it, it sounds like I have a minute, you know, and how all this happened, but it didn't. No. Like, yeah. that's just how, I mean, I was processing this so fast. I mean, because it's just like reaction. Mm-hmm. And um, I pull my gun up and I glance up at his horns and his strong side's facing me, of course. Mm-hmm. And I just see all these extra little, like these two big extra points right here between his G3 and four. And, um, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what deer this is. You know, I, I, I didn't have, you any, don't have I don't have process that yeah. that is that deer. Yeah. And you know, I, I didn't know what I shot, honestly. I mean, I, I knew I had a lot of points, but I, I, I didn't know. And so this um, might, this might, uh, <clears throat> slot our show onto the explicit, uh, stuff, but it's really hard to shoot a deer with a massive erection, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it happened too quick for that too <laughs> but yeah so i you know i i um he was at 35 yards probably i mean i could have killed him with a bow i mean I, if i had stopped him yep. you know i got i could have taken him with a bow but um shot him the first time at like you know 35 yards and you could i could tell that what i you, hit him what were you shooting six five creedmoor yeah Number one. Uh, Ruger American Predator. Number one. Yeah. I thought that's what I seen the picture. I was guessing, not the caliber, but that was the the gun. Yeah. Yeah, and um, shot him the first time, and, like, he buckled, but he really didn't slow down a whole lot. Like, he just Hmm. kept the trot, and I'm like, okay. He already had his adrenaline pumping, chasing those. Yeah. And, I mean, I knew I'd hit him. Like, I knew I didn't. I know I didn't miss. Um, And I knew he was hit. Like, you could just tell, like, he wasn't 100%. And um, I went ahead and, and chambered another round and um, got him again, um, and he went down immediately. Yeah. And then that's when it was just like I, I was trying to like I was trying to remember what just happened in like ten seconds. Right. Right. And um, you normally don't do that. Like, you know, you just don't. And or, so I'm or, like, or just what? like, did, did that just happen? Yeah. Like, I, I was I was literally thinking to myself like, what deer is that? Like, is that the big one? Like, because I, I didn't have a whole. I mean, I don't oh. have a whole lot of history with them. Yeah. As far as this year, if you're like, I don't, I do this. I feel like, and like, once I decide that's a shooter, I go into like this blackout mode. Yeah. Of oh yeah. yeah. Operational. Okay. I'm shooting this deer. I need to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And you go through that process, and then once you pull the trigger and it's done, it's like. 
Yeah. Something just happened. Yeah. What did I just like? What just happened? I really just did that, didn't I? Yeah, I was trying to put. The, I was then I was just trying to put everything together. Like really, what just happened? Um, you know, and I, I obviously made a couple calls immediately, and I was like, you know, I I'm pretty sure I got him. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't could physically you see seen him? him. Could you see him laying down? I could see his belly, but I of couldn't course. see his you know his horns. You know, <laughs> yeah. like so you I could, could see one tip. You know, just right. like, yeah. but nothing. You knew where he's laying. Yeah, and so I was like, you know, I called a couple of people, uh, my brother, my wife, uh, text my dad, and uh, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I got him. Like, I'm not sure. I haven't physically went down or looked at him, mm-hmm. and I was excited, of course, and um, you know, buck fever hit and all that, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I got to get down, and so I get all my gear, you know, down on the climber, you're shaking. Yeah, I'm just throwing stuff out the stand, like my gloves, <laughs> like hat all that stuff grunt call all that i'm just throwing bow <laughs> hanger down like i don't care just get you know get down out of the tree does it creep in your mind at all though like as you're getting down going i hope i didn't make all these calls and then i walk up on 130 inch dink no i knew i knew <laughs> yeah, you don't mistake this <laughs> no i knew uh I, I i really didn't know how big he was because i mean looking at the trail camera pictures i didn't have any good pictures of him mm-hmm. um in in realistically it's not about the size of the deer really to me i mean it's the history of it. it's the history and and you know if a deer makes you excited like if you get excited like that's that's it's i our, mean that's that's our motto that's a we good should, deer we should get your blood pumping get your blood pumping we should and apparently my blood term. starts pumping about 140 <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where my mine blood does is too pumping. mine you know, does too we keep talking about it people don't realize like we've talked about 150 being like people it's almost like this benchmark that people say 150 is a good deer for whatever reason. 130 is a good deer with people a bow. People don't realize what 130 and 140 is. 130 is a great deer with a bow. Yeah, like those I are mean, big deer. You look at all the bow hunters in Missouri, and I mean, you go ask them how many 130s they got on their wall. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a solid deer. That is a great deer. I mean, he. I mean, most 130s are almost. I mean, they're they're obviously not fully mature, but they're they're close. Right. And um, but anyways, you know, I I got down and. I went and looked at him. I didn't even touch him. Who like was, I was just who was the first call? Uh, probably my brother Josh. Yeah, that's probably who I called first. And then I think I called my wife. And I think she'd be okay with the yeah. the first call going to your brother. Right? Oh yeah, you know she didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. First, and then like text message. I don't know. I mean, like that was right. I mean, then there's that after was that, just, there's just like a, yeah, yeah, like really quick. Yeah. Uh, but, but sorry, go ahead. So but, you didn't touch him at first. She said no. I walked down there and I'm, I'm like looking at him. I'm like. You know, of course, I had Holy I shit. had people calling me like, yeah. you know, I told my brother, and of course, you know, then he's like telling everybody, and there's no pictures. They're just they're just wanting <laughs> pictures, you know, like, well, send me a picture. And I'm like, I haven't picture got down, I haven't got out of the stand yet, count. you know. Yeah, and um, I can like I can remember my wife like, I mean, I was, I was so excited like talking to her about it. Like, there was a lot of words coming out of my mouth at one time. <laughs> uh, and uh, some of those words I can't say on here, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I didn't touch him. Like, I I just looked at him, and I was like trying to just yeah. like, did Soak this really in. just happen? And because um, this is a once in a lifetime deer, I mean, I yeah. know there's there's a lot of, I mean, there's there's several, you know, one eighty plus two hundred plus deer killed a year, mm-hmm. um, but most of them get taken, you know, way prior. Uh, before they reach full potential. That's what's crazy. Like, you think of 180-inch deer. Those are monsters. Yeah, those are... Oh, yeah, those are once-in-a-lifetime deer. This is 30 inches bigger. Yeah. yeah. I, my biggest deer is 179 and 4 eighths, and this is 30 inches bigger. That's. I mean, think yeah. about that. I mean, that, just, that is a monster. Yeah. And that's 30 inches bigger. Yeah. 
that that's like what wrapping my mind around it. A hundred and fifty inch deer is a big bastard. Oh yeah, hundred eighty inch deer is thirty inches bigger. Mm-hmm. Thirty inches more. Yeah, and like so, that's what's crazy to me is just how how massive he is, and he's not even getting credit for some of the stuff that he's got. Yeah, like on the, yeah, he's got the extra kickers and and then like just the mass up on his on his beams. Yeah, he doesn't have any mass down here at his bases. That's what I was looking there. at. Really, well, like the mass. Now is, that I look at it, the mass is carried all the way through, but it's not like a tremendous amount of it. If that right. makes sense, like it's it's well, good mass, definitely there, but it's carried. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, so, and so like so, I had a, a good friend of mine was hunting with me that day too on the farm and um i called him and i was like hey like like i had to call him six times because his phone didn't have <laughs> signal and i'm like you know this is just my luck and he, and he finally he answered on the sixth time like it wasn't even ringing right like he was going straight to play i had full signal but he did yeah. it was one of those at&t verizon deals and um i was like hey i, I said i'm pretty sure i got him like you need to get down you need to get down and <laughs> get sure. the truck get the truck over here like you need how to, sure you are need. you i'm looking at him <laughs> and he's like okay okay i'm going to get down right now and i'm like just leave your stand on the tree like just just yeah. get the truck get down here cuz i was like i want you to you know see this deer and um like i said i mean he didn't run anywhere or nothing but um we got him loaded up i mean i i mean obviously took a bunch of pictures with him and everything before there. you get to that though explain that first moment you laid your hands on him like what were yeah, the it didn't seem it didn't you? seem real, you know. Like it was almost like you know, it was a dream. Like, is this really happening? Like who, who am you I? Know? Am I yeah. holding this right now? Yeah. Like, did yeah. it did it hit you that this could be two hundred inches when you first saw him and touched him? I thought I was thinking nineties. Yeah, but I'm, everybody does. I'm more conservative. Everybody does. are like, eh. I'm, I'm always a conser- I'm conservative yeah. type. Well, like I just in that the realistic like you, you mentioned right, a handful of people break two hundred. I mean. That yes, there's 200 inch deer killed. You don't know of many people, but there no. are. And you always like that. There, there's no way I did it. There's no yeah, way I'm like, the one that yeah. broke 200 inches. Yeah. I'm never yeah. gonna break 200 in right, my life, you know. Right. And, and um, so it's got to be 199, 198. It's not gonna break two. It's not gonna break. Yeah. I thought I thought 196 to 198 yeah. is what I thought. Yeah. Um, because a good friend of mine shot a 196 two years ago, and like I scored it, and he had it scored again and we were both of our scores were close so mm-hmm. i like i you know obviously i don't have any experience with deer over 160 so you know 130 to 160 i can You're i can right. guess pretty close within yep. a few inches but when you get above 160 i don't have enough experience to tell you what he's going to score yeah um you know even without really hold i mean i don't know i don't have i don't have right. any experience no. um but uh, you know, we were all, there was guys guessing, you know, 220 to 240. And then there was guys <laughs> guessing, I was guessing 190, yeah. uh, conservative. And then there was a couple guys that guessed, you know, low 200s. Yeah. And then I had two guys actually said, actually told me 208. Really? Like actually said 208. Impressive. And, and like you, like I can, I know all, this from memory, like one guy, he actually wrote down some numbers, like actually wrote Looked down numbers. It, started, okay, this is four. Yeah, inches, like wrote down main beams. That's what I do. I looked at main I beams and all that. Down, but how oh. close was he? He was. was uh, he said two oh eight, and it was. I mean, so we measured him. Spot on, yeah. Yeah, two oh eight and three eighths. But there was two different guys that that guessed. Um, that's awesome. But. Um, that is freaking Yeah, like awesome. the picture, the pictures, he doesn't like the lighting and everything wasn't like perfect, but like, cause mm-hmm. you couldn't see the, it's, it was hard to see depth and whatnot, but 
Um, he's how, 16. How far from home were you? Like, from were where you I close lived? enough to go get your wife's DSLR camera? No, no, <laughs> no, no. She, did, she didn't want to come down there. She's like, well, you just bring it up here to me. And so that, you, I mean, me and the boys <laughs> can see it. And I'm like, honey. I, I mean, I will do that. I will, but <laughs> you'll just see it when you get home tonight. Like, it'll be, like, we FaceTime, you know, and everything. And, um, but, um, you know, we got, I've got, you know, a lot of pictures, uh, you know, with that deer and, uh, it really, you know, a lot of the pictures don't do it justice. No, They're just, just like trail cam pictures. They don't, you know, you, you look at a picture of a deer and you don't know, you don't know how big he is. That's really. why Andy and I count ourselves lucky to be, sit, you know, sitting in the same room with the rack yeah. right oh, now. Cause yes. I, you're going to, pro- you're going to send me a photo for this episode release. And well, people I've already are seen see your Facebook picture. pictures and looking at your Facebook pictures you had. And seeing this deer in person, it's not the same. Yeah, it's, it's completely different. Yeah, and um, the only close one was the first trail cam picture you showed me. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. gives it its true, true like yeah. holy. Yeah, and that's like, rare that you have a trail cam that matches up with reality. Yeah. Usually, right. trail cam might look bigger mm-hmm. than what it does. And no, this is yeah. Most I don't know like most of the time my uh, most of the time all of my cameras that they look they're smaller. Yeah, that's what camera. that's what I think. Well, like, especially at night, they are. Yeah, because yeah. that lights hitting the antlers that are usually whitish, you know, have yeah. and then it makes them look smaller. But well, and I even remember when you texted me, "Hey, we should have this guy on." Mm-hmm. You sent me the picture, and I think the first picture you sent me was a straight-on photo. Yeah, he looks. And I'm like, oh, that's not two hundred. That's he not two hundred inches. He looks yeah. super small. And then yeah, Nate the was next picture was. I'm not sure that's two hundred. I'm the like, ne- hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> no shit. The next picture he sends is it, it's turned. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, okay, I got you. You know, and but even those <laughs> pictures don't do it. No, no, Justice, they don't. You know, they don't. Right like, here, I've got a couple. I got a couple pictures of like one like he's in the truck bed. And like, in the in the sled, and because uh, for some reason this year I just I started using a decoy sled. Like yeah. I, I carry it with I took it with me in case I did shoot one. Because as far as dragging a deer out, it's much easier to put them in the sled because mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. hard plastic. It's slick, yep. especially when ground is froze. It just slides, and um, I put them in that. And like that's when you could really tell. You could size him up. Kind of you had other objects there to size him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in the truck bed, like you'd actually see like. Those G3s and the G2s and G3s are, you know, 10 Longer plus. than hell. The G3s are, you know, 14 inches tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, all the extra points on this on this left side. Um, They're all over the place, man. I mean, he's just. It's awesome. Like you said, once in a lifetime. I mean, mm-hmm. 200, whatever I, whatever the damn score is. Yeah. I mean, it you yeah. know, it doesn't necessarily matter, to be honest. It's it's what he, what he is and. I mean, the stories that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know, looking back at it, you know, like I wish I would have had 20 trail camper pictures of them and like, you know, it, it would have been cool to, to I would have been cool to, to it. Yeah. 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 But I almost would have rather had what you had happen seeing him for the one time. The first time you ever knew he existed, you actually saw him with your eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. to me, that's really Yeah, it cool. wasn't a trail camper picture. Trail camper yeah. has, has ruined that. Yeah. Appreciate, and I don't want to say appreciation, but like, I don't know. There's something to it. It's it, ruined the drive to actually go hunt. And like, see what's there. Yeah. 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 Yep. And that's like, like I said, last year I went up there to shoot a couple does. And that's what I see. You yeah. know, the first two deer of the night was that's, that's 180. Like that's 180 that's inch cool. 12, you know, mainframe 12. And, and, um, and, you know, he passed his genetics on last year. Uh, physically got to watch that. And now <laughs> I'm hoping 
there's another, you know, going to be a couple more mainframe 12s on this farm. Many yeah. of you running around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, Jake, I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I Don't mean, it wasn't, uh, it's, it's you know, beautiful. I didn't have any uh, any any sightings or anything of him this year, you know, in person. Uh, yeah. But You only needed one. But you knew I he had was one. there. I mean, you knew he was alive. Yes. I mean, that that's the thing. It was it's, enough to. And you went to a spot that you kind of never really. Yeah. Part of the farm yeah. I'd never walked on, walked, yeah. you know, set foot on. And I, mean, I had some cameras in that back area, but nothing in the area I was hunting. But I, I knew where he would be going to, mm-hmm. to and from. Just, just by looking air, by on right. an aerial map, like I knew where he would be going to, and then, um, what you know, looking at a topography map, mm-hmm. uh, the last two years on this farm, it's really helped me figure out where travel. these deer travel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's weird, like they travel the same elevation lines. It's, it's, it was actually, it's pretty neat to look into. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I like that, that you know, topography and. I'm not good at reading the maps as much as I'd like to be, but like learning saddles. those travel lines, yep. saddles, south wind, you know, they're here, and north wind, they're here, you know, mm-hmm. because of, yeah. you know, the way, yeah, well, that jazz. Lee Wood, or is it Lee Wood? What the hell is it? Um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. The Lee Wood side? That's not right. You know, we're um, on, a, on a peak. If a, the air or the wind is coming up over left to right, they're going to bed. About two thirds somewhere mm-hmm. down the Wait, leeward. What the hell is that called? Someone's right now screaming at their freaking radio because <laughs> there's a there's a term for the wind right there. Anyways, yeah. a lot of times they'll bed on that that side because then they catch the wind, the, the, the scent, back. everything on the other this the other side of the the hill. They can and then they can out. see everything in yep. front of them. Yep. Um, you know that sort of stuff. I, I mean, yeah, it's it's a really good way to to go about it and but i, I and just we looked at the topography maps and for some reason like there was a couple different elevation lines on that farm that that's what they traveled starting us and travel yeah. and in this deer he wasn't necessarily on one when i shot him um he was just using this this creek line to get get back to where he was headed and chasing does and, yeah. yeah and it was obviously during the rut but you know looking at the topography topography lines leading up into the pre-rut that's where i've had a really good success yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm you're not even congrats. close. You have no idea what you're talking about, are you? I I do know. I swear, I know the the term. He's, he's looking up what he's his term look it is. Up. I yeah. am. I'm, I'm pisses pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> but Jake, congrats, man. I mean, that's a like I said, once in a lifetime deer, and uh, well, hopefully not. Hopefully, you know, hopefully. who knows whatever happens out there and. Um, he has some more big buck potential show up. So yeah, I've I've got leeward, leeward, not lee wind, leeward. You were close. Yeah, you were really close. I think. But you know, it's just <clears throat> Sammy you know, Samson. I, Samsonite. If I would have had a tag last year, <laughs> if I would have had a tag last year, I would have you know I'd have taken him. Right. Oh sure. Oh, absolutely. He was one seventy five, one eighty probably. Yep. Nobody wouldn't. Right. And um, you know, in that scenario, I was I was tagged out, so I had to watch him walk off. And who'd have thought I would have got him this year? Yeah, you know, but it was the best thing that ever happened. You know, I didn't, I wasn't able to take him last year. Yeah, <clears throat> added, it added to that story, to that experience, yeah. to that. Yep. And so there is something to it. Like if you can let a deer walk, he's obviously going to get bigger next year. Should, but it definitely should. Yeah. And you know, if you can, if you have a shooter in front of you the last couple of days of rifle season, he's yeah. got a really good chance of, oh, of yeah. making it. So I think, you know, 
letting deer walk those last couple of days, even if you're not, if you're not tagged out, like you know, letting a 150 walk the last couple of days of season. It's hard, but it's hard, but there is a very, very good chance of him making he it. He turns into a 170 yep. or whatever he yep. ends up doing, but yeah. And a lot of guys don't shoot deer the last couple of days of season because most guys are already tagged out the first week, you yep. know, mm-hmm. because of the season is right in the middle of the rut. Um, yep. That's true. This guy, uh, and so then, so after I, I took this deer, uh, that's when pictures started coming out and everything. Yeah. And um, one of my neighbors, he had actually seen him four different times in one day, the day before rifle season with his bow. Oh. But he couldn't, it was too, he yeah. couldn't, he was too far. And um, the deer would never come within 60. Uh, and then the, the other neighbor actually had velvet pictures and videos of him. Like, oh, wow. The deer lived, lived in a whole area that I didn't think he was actually living in. Like just... Uh, a creek a creek bed and it had it surrounded by corn like there was a couple yeah. little pockets of timber but I mean, he was just popping in eating and he was secluded yeah, he was yep. just by himself yeah. and that's needing corn and um i i think a lot of these big deer will put themselves away from all the other deer yep. they, they don't want any other deer near them leave me um, alone yep. you're gonna get me killed because yep. yeah i don't want anybody to know about me yep. and that's what had happened um and then that's why i knew like that seen the neighbor bow hunt like every day and, and i'm like hmm. like i knew there was you know good deer running around but i didn't know yeah. he he was even hunting this deer yeah uh, but and you haven't talked to that guy assuming that he was you no know, i have not i haven't yeah. talked to him yet but he sent me the the photos and stuff he had of him so he was so he was yeah, i mean, I mean he, yeah. he knew, of he knew him. He oh was yeah there. correct yes yeah. yes 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 yeah yes he was actually yeah he was hunting that deer yeah he had a video of him and then several velvet pictures of him it was yeah. crazy and i didn't have anything you know, I had put cameras up yeah. in some of the Just core enough spots. to know that he was still in the vicinity. Yeah, and I never had a picture of him until October 28th or 29th. Mm. And um, Well, when you think about it, that's probably about actually, where corn finished coming down. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He probably opened up his territory a little bit. Because yeah, the and corn, the neighbor, yeah, he actually didn't take his corn out until October 25th or 26th, I believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, makes a lot of sense. I knew... And that's and that's anywhere. I mean, that's in in any county, anywhere you hunt. Like when the corn, when the crops are in, the deer are gonna be amongst them. Patterns yep. change. I mean, yep. That's, yep. especially we, we've talked Lafayette County and Ray County. That's different, but we're so row crop crop heavy. Yeah, that changes the deer's pattern. They have so much cover when corn's in, yep. and ain't even beans. Um, yep. Especially if beans are having a good year. Yeah. Sometimes all you see is tops of their. Yeah, antlers are. Mm-hmm. Hell, I've walked through beans that are taller than me, which I know I'm not a tall man, but it's still six foot tall. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, in certain nice wet spots with really good dirt. And yeah, and so you know, I just too. you know, I think I'm sure there's more than just the my two neighbors that have pictures of this deer. Right. Yep, yep. Well, Jake, congrats, man. Um, do you have anything before we get off uh, that you would you want to say or anything uh, that you feel yeah, like? Just, uh, you know, I think. Uh, you know, trail cameras are, are nice, but you can't, you can't, uh, you can't go by trail cameras all the time. I mean, cause there's a lot of big deer that know where your cameras are at. Mm-hmm. And so just because you don't have a big one on camera doesn't mean you need to go hunt. Right. If you wouldn't have seen that deer with your eyes, would you have ever put cameras where the, where you got pictures of him and figured out he was still no. there? No, no, this deer was. So there could have been a chance you would have never known this deer was no. there had you. Yeah. Not Physically, uh, I went and hunted. Yeah. In Solemn. 
Yeah. And that's that's what, what's crazy because you have three trail cam pictures and shit happens seeing you with your eyes. Shit yeah. happens when you're out in the yeah, woods. And last year I didn't have a trail – last year I had uh, seven trail cameras on that farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not one at all last year. No trail camera pictures of them at all. And I just saw them visually one time. Yeah. That's it. It's insane. That's – that's. I mean, that's what – I think that's a perfect, like, example of just go freaking hunt. Go hunt. Yeah. Go, yeah. go hunt. Cause and, and yeah, it's, couch. It, it is, it's nice to have, you know, trail camera pictures of, of several different hit list deer. I mean, yeah. that, I mean it gets you motivated. But going and, and hunting and just go sit and observe. In fact, that's a perfect show title. Is uh, just go hunting. <laughs> I'm just, you know, you just, know what I'm saying? Like it, it. Had you not went hunting that night? Yep. In 2021, you don't ever see him. You don't put trail cams out where you caught those three freaking photos that you have of yep. him. Yep. This year, and you never know he exists. Right. Yep. That's exactly. Uh, I mean, another example. I, I have cameras on on a farm and i have one stand i like to call my observation stand it's a kind of a shitty bow stand because it's at the very end of a waterway and so i'm over a 50 some odd acre cornfield but i can see 90 percent of the field i like doing it because i can see a lot of deer there's always something to look at always something to do rarely do they ever come within you know that 40 50 yard range yeah this year i this eight point came out and he was very distinct. His rack almost touched in the front. I mean, came super tall, not real wide, but almost touched. I have zero pictures of him and never seen him again. Yeah. Seen him one time, never seen him again during rifle. None of the neighbors killed him that I'm aware of. I mean, so I don't know where he is. He could have been passing through or he could still be there. Yeah. But, th- I mean, that those big deer, they know where trail cameras are at. I mean, yep. they do. Yeah. Yeah. And and you usually get you know get pictures of of bigger bucks in velvet because they they know it's not season. But as soon as yeah. season rolls around, they know when they shed velvet, they go to hiding for a reason. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's my favorite part of your story is, yeah, your first time ever seeing them. Yeah, was a time you went hunting. You couldn't kill a buck. You just went hunting to kill some does. Tried something different and saw them. Last laid year, eyes on them. Last laid year, eyes on them, and it wasn't a trail camera. This. It wasn't yeah. a trail camera that that started it. Yeah. Um. So, congrats, man, congrats. Uh, from both of us, obviously, yep. and uh, Michael, wish, Michael wishes Michael he could have been here too. for this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, having me on here. Yeah, um, oh, we appreciate you. And, um, a story that deserves to be told for sure. Yeah, he's he's a beast. Um, we feel lucky to be in the same room with him. Absolutely. To be honest, and like I said, he looked really good right here in our studio. <laughs> yeah. So just remember that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Jake Coolin, congrats, yep. man. Thank you, and thanks for coming on. Yep, thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. All right. Awesome story from a local guy. I mean, a legend of a deer that uh, has a cool story. Uh, yeah. that w- Actually, this is probably one of the first Tales of the Chase episodes we've done in a long time that I had no idea what the story was yeah. when we started recording. Well, that's kind of, I guess, because I, I knew him, <clears throat> knew him, knew of him. Yeah. And um, yeah, thanks to you for actually, setting this up. Bu- I mean, a, you pretty much. A buddy of mine sent me the picture of that deer, like, mo- had to be moments after he killed it. Uh, and I was like, well, shit, I know him, you know. Right. But, uh, and he's right. I mean, you know, I think got the point across. You can't kill him on the couch. Go hunting. You never know what's out there. And if he hadn't went out there doe hunting in 2021, he would have no idea. No idea this deer was even a thing. No idea. Yeah. So, congrats to Jake again. And we appreciate him coming down and sitting in the studio with us. Yep. Um, you know, that's what I what I love what I love about our show. Quit petting my deer. That's weird. Nope. What I love about our show is 
we've like I've I've been around two two hundred inch deer in our studio. Oh, you, the things like, we get to see, cool. people we get to talk to, stories we hear. Get to hold those antlers, yeah. you know, and it was cool enough. Both of those guests were cool enough to bring them, bring them you know, yeah. with us the racks and like you just don't get to talk to those people normally. I'm never going to know anybody that probably will ever know anybody that shoots right. a 200 inch deer personally. Yeah. Um, and it's so rare. it's, it's really cool, but, um, yeah, I, so I'm, I'm really excited for him. Um, you know, continue to wish him luck moving forward and, yeah. um, it's, I mean, this, we, we're, we, we're recording on December 7th. So for you know, another 15 minutes, um, uh, <laughs> so wish everybody luck. That's Jake, for sure. Jake is also an avid, avid coyote hunter. So of course, naturally, once we got off the air with him, we've spent the last hour talking about coyote hunting. So yeah, I've got like so many ideas running through my head right now. Yep. So um, I'm probably gonna act on them. So I'm excited about that too. I do have a question for you though. What's up? Knock knock. Who's there? Nobel. I don't even want to. Nobel who? Nobel. So I just knocked. <laughs> Get it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to start dad jokes again. Well, it's not my fault you didn't do one tonight. I just I had to do something. I mean, I had to. I felt like we had to do a dad joke because this is the first. Like you and I are never on a show alone together. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little nervous actually being alone with you. We don't need Micah, that's for sure. No, this. Why well, haven't you talked any better. shit on Micah either? Because I did a little he, bit. He talks that shit. I did. I talked a little. I shit mean, there, you mumbled man. a little. Like you, you yeah. mumbled a little bit. I mean, he's he's called you a piece of shit, like all these things. I don't think you're he just ever like, said that. I feel like he has. I don't think he said that. I feel like he said he could beat you up in a fight too. He claims to have won a fight that I've witnessed. Was it. He very, did win it. That I don't. I disagree. There's <laughs> too I, many factors. I had a giant dip in. Didn't he said happen. No. Nope. I'm just saying, like, you could talk a lot of crap because he's not here to I'm, defend I'm himself. I'm a nice guy, though. You are a nice guy. That's nice that's guy. what's wrong with you. Yeah. So, all right, you want to go home? I, I do. All right. See you, buddy.